0: Hey, it's that time of the week again uh, is the sacred fire of liberty. You heard of it? If you have, you know, it's Jonathan E. time back on the Robert Scott Bell show. Where we get to uh, to go deep into uh, political, economic and yes, health and healing on all levels and uh, the attacks on your freedom to do all of those things. And we've got a lot of updates to do today. And in, in fact, uh, it, it's just stunning. This Biden guy that is president claims to be. President. I don't know if he knows what he's doing ever on anything, but the things that he's saying. The things he says he has. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Also, controversy over what's called marriage equality. Will I come out against, this is a funny way to say this, gay marriage? <gasps> Ooh, stay tuned. We make it canceled today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Check, check it out. Climate nonsense from Biden's uh, advisor McCarthy as well. And then in hour two, Tim Schur, first time guest on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We're going to talk about veterans and PTSD issues. And how to help them that's an ongoing discussion topic we haven't had in a little bit of, a, a while but we're going to do that with tim sure an hour too so stand by for a whole lot more and super don getting annoyed with me as i talk about my exploits at the boxing gym as well jonathan emord appreciates it <laughs> let's get this healing party started now
1: The Robert
2: Scott the Bell, Robert Show.
1: Scott Bell Show.
2: <laughs> No, it, I was, the, the reporter... You're not going to retire, are you? No, no, I'm not going to retire. I may step down from my current position at some time. And one of the reporters had asked me, and the, the question originated was, if Donald Trump is the next president, would you still work for him in your capacity? And I said a very innocent but true thing. I said, whether it's Donald Trump or it's Joe Biden's second term, I don't intend to be in my current position in January of 2025. What happens between now and then, I have not decided. But the one thing I do know is that I have other things that I want to do in a professional way uh, that I want to have the capability while I still have the energy and the passion to do them. So I picked, I don't want to go beyond January 2025. When I step down from this position, I have not decided that yet.
0: Now, I look at that. And I say he should not be allowed to retire. He should have been retired decades ago. He should be retired yesterday and today and tomorrow. Now, what he decides to do in his private life, I hope it's scrubbing toilets in a prison cell. Do I sound mean? No, I don't think that's even justice as I would describe it. Getting what that guy deserves, going back decades of what he's done in his fiefdom at NIAID to destroy scientific integrity much less harm or even kill millions of people since the time of age to now with COVID. That's how I feel about it. I don't let loose often. Yeah. Well, let me, let me be Frank. I let loose all the time on this show. And, and who, who does that with me once a week, my pal in Liberty, sacred fire of Liberty. In fact, Jonathan E. Mord. Welcome as we crank up another broadcast healing session.
3: Yes, Robert Fauci is one of the greatest traitors in the sense of betraying his country mm-hmm. uh, in our history. Benedict Arnold is nothing compared to Fauci. Fauci uh, murdered by his complicity yes. with uh, the communist Chinese, uh, what, six, over 600,000 Americans.
0: And that was only recently with, with COVID. We're, we go back decades. And of course, if you're real, the, the real Anthony Fauci, uh, the book by Bobby Kennedy, which includes research by friends of mine in in the uh, research world, uh, Celia Farber, um, Liam Sheff and others. You know, this guy has been at it for decades, which tells you that there's an endemic uh, discard of the, of the value of life within our governmental institutions, including at places where scientific inquiry was thought to be beyond reproach in ignorance. I think if we think that any governmental institution is beyond reproach, that's a dangerous belief system. But as I say, I, I think I'm being mild when I say when he retires, if, if he ever does or is forced to, he should be clean in bathrooms in prison.
3: Well, to engage in gain of function research, which means transmissibility of a virus to humans with the communist Chinese, who are uh, number one enemy in the world uh, for virtually a decade and doing so with the complicity of others like Zazek at uh, EcoHealth and Barrick at the University of North Carolina, Mm -hmm. for the purpose of creating a virus that they knew could not adequately be contained, even were the Chinese innocent in their motivations. But as it turns out, uh, they were dealing with an enemy of the United States, giving that enemy the means by which to destroy life across the planet and then that enemy intentionally released that virus all around the world when the chinese decided that they would close down all of the cities of china to uh the residents of wuhan but allow the residents of wuhan to fly around the world Mm -hmm. the communist chinese party was absolutely intent on spreading this virus they knew to be extraordinarily lethal to the world why is that Because they wanted to wreak havoc and destroy the economies of the world Mm -hmm. and create an environment ripe for authoritarianism, for communism to expand and grow.
0: Yeah, and And, they walk right in. They don't even need soldiers because our soldiers are too concerned with being hashtag woke or jabbed with experimental mRNA injections to the point where they can't even function.
3: it It is Fauci who not only identified the stiletto to be used to slit America's throat but he sharpened it and handed it to our enemy to use
0: yeah and remember him
3: a great betrayer and yeah. you're right there should be a thorough inquiry after 2022 when the republicans take the house and senate hopefully and that inquiry should spare no uh limits no at- Subpoena every document and insist on it, and go to court over and over again, necessary to get it out of the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And let's find out the extent of his knowledge and involvement, and then let's prosecute him. Let's prosecute mm-hmm. him because we already have enough to know that he is he betrayed the United States. I don't care whether he he succeeded in getting other government actors to assist him. That's mm-hmm. not a defense. All of them. All of
0: them, them. and 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 whether they consider themselves to be Republican or Democrat, we would not spare them because of their party affiliation. So this isn't about a political witch hunt when we talk about Fauci in this way. Anybody that would do that is, you know, becomes an enemy of the of the people of the United States, much less its government. But the government, arguably, has been almost lock, stock, and barrel taken over, and our many institutions, including the research institutions, the infiltration happened here even before it went out to Wuhan. It had to come through our institutions.
3: We know from the hearings and the numerous instances in which he overtly lied under oath to Senator Rand Paul that this is a man who has no uh, basic honesty and decency and virtually is indistinguishable from the, the greatest uh, horrors in the history of, of the world. I mean... Mm-hmm. Joseph Mengele did these sorts of things to to engage in experiments that have lethal consequences and enable the entire population of the world to be victimized endlessly by a pandemic that will roam the planet for years and years and years and years. I mean, sure it's becoming, is going into the endemic phase. That's a blessing from God. That's because the natural course of this thing, not because of the vaccines. Right. And so, you know, Fauci has a lot to answer for. You can't have that many people die worldwide as a result of your complicity with the communist Chinese mm-hmm. and not answer for what you have done. He has to answer.
0: I look at I look at Fauci and I see at the very least a sociopath, but I really think it, he's a psychopath because it, it isn't that it's not possible to know the things we know here. As many more physicians and scientists are calling out the, the, the facts of the, the lack of scientific verification or validation on safety and efficacy of the mRNA injections and or the coronavirus vector type uh, moth version of it, either with all the adverse events, as well as ad, uh, what they call antibody-dependent enhancement pathogenic priming. These things are not hidden and unknown. And the more we look under the peer under the rock or the curtain, whatever it is behind it, we see that there was a fix that was in. And Fauci played a huge role. He's not the only one. They should all be called to task for this. And that's why having him up there, as we saw in that opening clip, talking like, well, I'm not leaving. I'll retire eventually. Well, after this term, but it's like, why is this guy there at all?
3: What arrogance. This yeah. man, we have allowed to make himself a king. We put him in charge of public health in America. We've allowed him to ruin the country. We've allowed him to exaggerate a vaccine. We've allowed him to profit off of patents that have been used by him uh, in association with this uh, vaccine. And uh, there's been no accountability, no accountability. He just continuously lies. He lies and people die. And then he lies again and people die. And never is he made to account for the consequences of his actions. How many people did he de- deprive of their liberty? He told the whole country that they had to be masked. Mm-hmm. He said Take double masks or triple masks. No science sufficient to support that. Why Why did that happen? Simply because he insisted on it. He demanded that everyone be vaccinated. He helped Joe Biden create legis- or, uh, regulations that should have been legislation because they they, uh, they usurped the power of the legislature mm-hmm. to deprive people of their jobs if they didn't get vaccinated to create a forced vaccination regime. He encouraged vaccination of kids. He's encouraged vaccination all across the United States and look at the consequences of that. Look at the number of adverse effects. This guy has a lot to answer for beyond Wuhan, which is the origination of this horror beyond Wuhan we he has to answer for every step he has taken without science he's just arrogantly said i am science and he's put down uh, a marker saying you must do these things and he's insisted on deprivation of our liberty and forcing us to follow his lead on a bunch of false Mm -hmm. representations the science isn't there for the masks the science wasn't there for lockdowns. The science wasn't there for social distancing. And now we know the science isn't there for this ultimate lie told by mm-hmm. Joe Biden, as you'll you'll soon see, Robert, yeah. you're gonna present that, but that that somehow the vaccine is a panacea and it's gonna free you right. from this virus. Joe Biden and Fauci uh, are personally aware of the lie Uh, Very personally, because they themselves uh, contracted the virus.
0: Yeah. Well, this is the this is the stunning thing. Even others in the administration or uh, serving in the oligarchy, whether it be CDC or elsewhere. Burks, you see this Burks practically bragging about how she deceived Trump into, uh, uh, you know, doing lockdowns, playing out all the things that played even under Trump shes I mean, in her new book, I guess she's trying to sell it. But, dude, she should be up on criminal charges for the, for contributing to the things you mentioned that Fauci was also doing.
3: There are a lot of bad actors out there, yeah. Robert, and yeah. they need to account. They cannot be allowed to escape responsibility and mm-hmm. retire in luxury and look back at the nation and say,
0: ha-ha, yeah. I ripped you yeah. off.
3: I well, look- you, I destroyed you, and look, You may be suffering economically, but look at me. I'm protected by the government. You can't Mm -hmm. touch me. And I'm sitting here with my fat pension, and I've got all of these millions of dollars coming to me from these Mm -hmm. patents that I used to my advantage while I was in government so that I could profit like this. We can't let that happen.
0: Well, let's look at those lies and deceptions roll uphill to the presidency and see what Biden says about his own health issues that he has or doesn't have did have uh, what what is biden even saying let's check out does he have another disease what is this clip super don and guess what the first frost you know what was happening it had to put on their windshield wipers
3: to get literally the oil slick off the window that's why i and so damn many other people
0: i grew up have cancer and why can't for the longest time delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation so now he has cancer. I, and, and since he made that statement, of course, people have been fact checking it and going, does he have cancer? I mean, that's a big deal. The president has cancer. Turns out he, uh, he, might,
3: he had skin cancer.
0: Yeah, it, might, it was a past tense scenario, but he doesn't understand how to use tense and verbs properly at this point in his life. I mean, uh, I don't know how long it'll be till he ends up in diapers, but let's see what other kind of, uh, uh let's say medical wisdom he's, he has access to in predictions he's made, particularly about the the jabs that they call wrongly vaccines and what they are actually going to do. Let's find out what he said. This is a short clip, but uh let's call him out on it.
3: You're okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a little six second clip there saying, and this is not our words, this is Biden uh saying if you get these vaccinations, you're not gonna get COVID. He also said last winter, those that don't get the jabs are going to die horrible deaths, a winter of uh, death and destruction. And yet, what's the latest? Apparently, Biden has got COVID again. But thank goodness he got the jab, or it would have been so much worse. Yeah, Joe Biden tests positive for the coronavirus. Now, uh, I argue that the tests themselves are faulty, but let's put that aside for the moment. How many people do you know that have gotten one jab, two jabs, three jabs, and boosters? and are now suffering with what is being diagnosed as COVID. At what point do you go, you can't keep saying, oh, thank goodness I got the jab or it would have been a lot worse based on no science at all to support such an assertion. We are dealing with a bunch of buffoons at the federal level, Jonathan. I don't even know how you engage in the district of criminals, in the, in the courts. Do the judges have any clarity of thought?
3: Uh, many do. Um, Not all, but uh, many, many do. And the point is here, uh, they overreached from the start. They oversold the whole thing. They didn't have the evidence at all then. Then as they got evidence that was negative, they downplayed it. They hid it from the American people. They hid the adverse event reports. They hid the uh, information showing that the vaccine was not uh, staying active, was waning. Then they finally, by dribs and drabs, released all this information, and the American people now sees uh, sees what's going on, and yet they still maintain a position. So first they said, like Biden just said, they all said, "You get vaccinated, and you're go- you're good to go. You're not going to be in in at risk of getting this horrible disease." Then they said, "Well, um, it may be that." uh, this thing wanes, that it it wanes and, uh, but you'll be good to go for a long time, but it'll eventually wane and then you need a booster. So you gotta get it again. Then they found out that, oh, gee, it may not be more than four months from the original vaccine. And furthermore, every variant that comes down the pike, mm, it may not work for that. We may have to have separate vaccines for each variant. Oh, my goodness, there are so many variants and they happen so fast that, mm, maybe we can't keep up. Oh, I'll tell you what. If you get the vaccine, uh, you're not going to be as ill. Okay, it's, it, you're you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick, but it's not going to be as bad. It's just um, like, you may have the same symptoms as somebody who's never been vaccinated, but but trust me, it's less severe for you.
0: Yeah, it's ideal, but less. Uh, severe. So
3: there's this utter nonsense, absolute political pabulum. Because if they told you the truth, mm-hmm. if they said, "Oh, gee." The, the original vaccine may have for a short period of time prevented mm-hmm. you from getting uh, the original virus strain, but the virus is mutating at such an enormous rate that we will never be able to keep up. And furthermore, the, the reality is, I'm so sorry to have to tell you, that you run ran the risk of all those adverse effects from the vaccine mm-hmm. for nothing because the virus isn't going to go away and it's going to keep coming back and you're going to get sick eventually. And actually you're going to have the same symptoms as everybody else from each of these variants. So we lied to you and we're very sorry about that, but we meant well. Yeah. And if you died or if you had severe consequences associated with the vaccine, um, yeah. oh, they do, do about that. I'm when sorry. you
0: hear that old saying, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I have a hard time thinking they actually even meant well honestly these people they don't to me look like they actually value the lives of average Americans you know they would well,
3: this- when, when you lie to cover things up you certainly don't when you're running yeah. the risk of killing people when you won't investigate even if you mm-hmm. believed in the vaccine when you refuse to investigate who might be at particular risk of adverse events, mm-hmm. you refuse to even do studies or fund them yeah. and when you withhold from the public, the information pertaining to the patients who are in the clinical trials that were in by it. And you say, okay, it's going to be a hundred years before that's released. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an example of people who understand that full information is damaging to their economic interests. Yeah. And so they don't want to have it, even if it means that it's going to sacrifice human life. Now that is criminal. As criminal. Exactly. And all these politicians who went for this on the Democrat side particularly and who have pushed this narrative and Joe Biden from the top, these people are, are aiding and abetting human suffering and injury. And they're not doing anything to minimize it or reduce the risk of it. When you ever have a public health system, it's by definition going to be a disaster. The reason for that is everybody's different.
0: It's rooted in collectivism, Jonathan. It is. That's and when why. You
3: have to, yeah. When you know, if you want to treat someone's illness, you have to know what's wrong with that. Them individually.
0: Person. Yeah, exactly. And that,
3: if you if you use a one-size-fits-all approach, yeah. you're going to fall on your face because invariably there are going to be adverse reactions, even to something that is generally beneficial.
0: For those of us who have been advocating for years, hey, how about living a cleaner lifestyle? How about cleaning up the food that goes into your body? How about supporting the liver? How about supporting your immune system with uh, appropriate dietary supplements, mineral supplements, utilizing natural medicines referenced even? Yes, in the Bible. How about that? And then we were attacked. like being unscientific anti-science you're attacking science how dare you the vaccine is the only way even though it alters your dna protein synthesis metabolism in a way that is abhorrent to me especially with the the history of of, uh, testing on on uh, aborted fetal cells or using those lines along the way as well much less the other vector of a coronavirus vaccine using moth dna i've seen the fly it's not science fiction when they're starting to put moth injections into you. That's not what I want for me or my kids. And, and Jonathan, so the reasonable folks out there, and I say that of all, whether you're a doctor or not, but especially if you're a doctor that said, you know what? It might be a better idea to shore up the health of those who are already sort of healthy because they, they weren't impacted in that first round. All the old people on drugs and multiple comorbidities, that's where it all went. And the only disaster that really ensued after that was once they brought this jab into play, and then suddenly every age group that got it was more vulnerable to vascular issues, et cetera. And so this is why, you know, I'm trying to be an example for folks to say this is what I, this is how I live. I don't do it to brag, honestly. Even though Super Don thinks I do, no, he doesn't. Not really. <laughs> when I go out to the gym and work out, and by the way, this you're gonna love this that we did the Chow Max Out Challenge again uh, this week, which is the all nine rounds full bore. And I, I, uh, one of my friends shout out to Lindsay. She's wonderful. One of the 30 something super moms out there doing their job, taking care of kids as well in the gym. She had like, uh, was like 1,796 reps all through the nine rounds. So it's like, you count them up. And I was like, dude, if I could beat 1800, that would be awesome. Because I've been in the 1700s the last t- two times I did it before that 60. So I've been improving. I thought if I could just beat, and it wasn't about her. Cause I, I, I don't care to win or not, but I did this this week, Jonathan. And they added it up at the end, 1987 reps in nine rounds. And I, and I met with,
3: Robert, uh, you are a killing machine. I, I met you, with, with on
0: the virus, Robert. Well, that's the point of fitness as Without well. Any
3: reps, you probably could destroy even nanoparticles in mid
0: <laughs> Well, I'm certainly ready to take on any Fauci acolytes. So uh, don't mess with me. Uh, but I, I talk with Rachel who owns the gym. She owns two now. And I said, all right, how's it going at the other location, which sometimes I go to, but most of the one, it's the one I go to. She says, you've whooped everybody in both locations of every age. Wow. Yeah. Now they have another chance today and tomorrow, but I don't think, cause I'm like 200 ahead of the nearest competitor. And, and I, I credit what cleaner living. I credit the cardio miracle, which is a dietary supplement that helps produce sustained nitric oxide.
3: Well, do you box with your glasses on?
0: No, actually, because the first two rounds are no boxing; they're more uh, jump rope and different uh, uh, muscle work. And so I then take my glasses off for round three through nine because I can, when I'm using the gloves, I can easily knock my own glasses off. Just yeah, so So I can't see. Well. I know your vision is really bad, like mine. But I have enough vision close up that I can I can do that okay without my glasses. I
3: just by sense of smell, Robert.
0: Yeah, that could be the case. But so far, <laughs> the trainers don't smell bad. Thank goodness. So uh, yeah. it's okay. But but the, you know the whole thing about I'm trying to say I know I'm not the only example. I mean, you get out there and do fitness as well. And Jonathan, you you hurt your your uh, ankle. We talked uh, about God, your injury
3: compared to you, my good man.
0: Well, but your recovery has been That's tremendous so because. You, well, that's
3: true.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm you've been put,
3: I recover real fast.
0: Yeah. You've been putting on the comfrey poultice that I talked about, and we've harvested the comfrey from our backyard that we started growing this season. It's an amazing plant. It's God's mineral plant, if you will, for recovering from fractures and breaks. It's just incredible. And the other thing I've been doing, uh, you, know, you know about this IGF, a deer velvet antler supplement. And it increases IGF-1 and human growth hormone naturally. It's not like a synthetic drug. And that's the thing that I, I, I noticed like from the last time when I really made some strides and I've hit sort of a plateau, I added that into the mix. I'm like 200 more reps in nine rounds. Over the last six months, I've gained that. So there are things that we can put our own bodies to the test. And that's like on an individual basis, my body is a laboratory. I'm not going to put toxic synthetic stuff in it. But if I can find things that after analyzing it, this looks clean enough to try, see what it does. And this is how I learn. And this is what I want everybody to understand. Your results may vary, but it depends. The consistency with which you go after physical activity is also part of this. I didn't wake up and do 1900 reps yesterday. It was like, now you've been, I've been at it for a few years of intense training to get to this level. But here in my mid fifties, the point is it's possible. I believe at any age. And I just, you know, I speak with people in their seventies, eighties, and nineties that are still active as well
3: and then all of a sudden you're just going to be a infant again
0: <laughs>
3: right around whole circle yeah
0: I, no, know i don't i don't <laughs> want to go to diapers like uh uh biden but that always, that's a different reason what's that
3: you live long enough you'll be back in diapers again rob
0: that's what they say and i don't i don't intend to to do that as well i don't uh perceive that the physical body is the immortal size that's what these these really strange people that are uh trans what do they call them Something humanists—it's a horrible thing. They think you can take off your head and put it on a computer stick, and you'll live forever.
3: Remember that old commercial: "This is your brain. This is yeah. your brain on drugs." Yes. Well, if it were to apply to to Biden, people would actually be positively predisposed to thinking that if Biden's brain is on drugs, maybe it'll function better. So they <laughs> they might look at that optimistically. So you could have a commercial with Biden's brain.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, well. well
3: on drugs and people would say biden's brain they go oh no that's a terrible brain then when you show biden's brain on drugs they say well maybe it's better
0: yeah the ru- the rumor is that dr jill biden has his wife his her husband i shall say on medications or the doctors do i don't know if they've revealed them but i no, must uh, have
3: on is- medication i mean the guy is a disaster he can barely yeah. walk i mean he's he's a cognitive disaster but he's also physically decrepit he can mm-hmm. barely move about so they've got to be giving him something. I wouldn't be surprised if he's given stimulants before he speaks. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but it's yeah. just when you're
0: shocked to... if it isn't there. And yeah.
3: there's so much pressure. I mean, all these people around him are thinking they're, they're, they're on pins and needles whenever he says anything. Even mm-hmm. when he reads a teleprompter, he's going to create such an enormous gaffe that he's going to swallow the whole nation in it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're, they're worried what he's going to do to himself. Yeah. And the future. Luckily for us, we get to see enough of it to know that this man is really uh, not competent to be president of the United States, and that we really must it, it, uh, make sure we don't uh, vote, uh, even if we happen to have a mental estrangement ourselves. We have yeah. to be sure it doesn't lead us to vote for Biden
0: That's if he's, he's right. even around. Then um, I think Z- he
3: will. I think he's not even going to be. I think the party will not even nominate him.
0: I predicted early on that he wasn't going to make it through four years. I still stand by that. Uh, of course, that means Kamala, if, the, if she's still there, too. But Well, he's still
3: a useful dolt for Pelosi and Schumer. Sure. He, they, they When they look at this situation, they say, well, we'd rather have someone who has no brain yeah. in the White House as long as we can keep pumping through our ridiculous proposals like Build Back Better. Yeah. They, they want this massive socialist spending bill to go through one way by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. And they also want to screw up the Supreme Court with court packing. And they also want to destroy the American energy industry by having the, uh, solar and wind. And the we're going to
0: talk and about that momentarily, Jonathan. They,
3: and he is the yeah. vessel that will bring it uh, to them fastest because he'll do whatever they want.
0: Well, as long as they can keep up with weekend at Biden's, they're going to try it. You're right. I agree. Puppeting him up so they can get whatever they want. In Let me pause to give you an update on upcoming events one of at least of which Jonathan Emord will be at. I wish too, but we'll see as busy schedule. Uh, Just to let you know, August 6th, Saturday, it's coming up in a few weeks. I'll be with my friends at Nutritional Frontiers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Sheridan-Pittsburgh Hotel for the Journey of Healthcare Interactive Summit of Leading Health Experts. That includes our good friend, Dr. Tracy Strout. Uh, one of the smartest ladies I've ever met, PhD research scientist, Dr. Judy Mikevitz. Uh Dr. Len Brankowitz is interesting because he's going to be speaking about the the integrative aspect of crossing over from the medical to the natural and see how they can interact uh, in a way that's helpful to people that are, you know, p- kind of making a bridge there. And then Jamie Dorley is going to be talking as well. So that's going to be a great event. And it is also available online. You can get tickets. Autism one is returning this time to Mesa, Arizona, 18th through the 21st of August. And I'll be there speaking on the importance of copper, not only for children who are on the spectrum, but all of us uh, and the metabolic needs that we have. And we're going to see how it manifests without that. Uh, and then the 13th ever U.S., Health Freedom Congress. We talk about a baker's dozen. And Minneapolis-St. Paul is the host city again, uh, September 23rd, 24th. I know Jonathan has been to them before. I'd love to see you. I'd just hang out with you, buddy. It would be great. But I'll be there. Uh, I'll be presenting on some media issues as well. But shout out to Diane Miller and the team, Julie Boras. If, if you'd like to meet us there, you don't have to be a voting member to go. And you'll, you'll rub elbows with some people that are really sincerely committed to making some changes and and looking, we've learned a lot and and trying to do better each time because certain things we've tried didn't work. And so it's getting together and figuring that out and moving forward. Then I've got Orlando coming up, the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, 7th, 8th, and 9th of uh, October in Orlando at the Hyatt Regency Orlando. And then, of course, this is the one we always look forward to each and every year. Jonathan E. and I and many of our friends will be back together at a reunion called the Health Freedom Expo. Shout out and gratitude to Julie Whitman Klein and the family that continue this wonderful, wonderful reunion and bringing new folks on all the time that really believe in health freedom and healing liberty. And there is Brian Hooker, there is Diane Miller, there's Sherry Tenpenny. I'm just looking at there's Tracy Straub, uh, Ty and Charlene Bollinger. There's my buddy Paul uh and, and and Jonathan, of course, looking so nice in the tuxedo. I think that's that goes all the way back to the Sacred Fire of Liberty event. What what year was that, Jonathan? That we did that? Oh, was it 10? 09? Oh,
3: Thirteen
0: it was thirteen. Okay, so holy to we're at twenty twenty two. Are we going to yeah. do that? Are we going to do that again?
3: Somehow we're we're aging rapidly, my friend.
0: How did we? So is there going to be a twenty twenty three Sacred Fire of Liberty event? It
3: might be, Robert. You never know.
0: Oh, dude, I, I that just is. I'm stunned <laughs> right now when you tell me that the last one was at twenty thirteen, and we're almost to twenty twenty three. Yeah, now, wasn't
3: that one incredible production?
0: Oh my gosh! I mean, well, that
3: one from fox news who were there
0: i know uh, i'll never forget it it was one of the most profound important and significant events including you know i just remember to this day the guy you had who was george washington basically presenting he it that
3: actually is the uh guy who plays george washington for mm-hmm. the mount vernon uh ladies society that runs uh mount vernon and yeah. in fact he's frequently at mount vernon he
0: was so good
3: hey he is phenomenal yeah. you know i wrote his speech
0: i know i remember that it was just like it was it was like
3: and so it was meant to be a message from george washington to people of our day but i relied on verbatim mm -hmm. you know quotes taken from speeches and correspondence and so forth of washington on key issues that are issues today
0: i I remember him saying this man because he's obviously a scholar on washington as well telling you that, that what you wrote was as close to Washington's own words and the way he would communicate it than anyone he had ever seen had written words posthumously for George Washington, That's so to speak. Quite a compliment because yeah. that
3: man is a real scholar. And he's, his father was George Washington. They look just like him, and, and he's George Washington. And, and his whole life, he studied Washington. Mm-hmm. And he has to do that, of course, to become a perfect character of Washington, which is what they want. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's fantastic. He uh, There's a very funny video. I think you can get it. You can see it on the, um, the uh, Mount Vernon website showing him uh, going all across Washington, D.C. today, interacting with people on the subway and so forth as George Washington in full mm-hmm. character. And it's neat to see that. That can only bear good fruit, Robert. Yeah. It's time that something like that happened. Washington's a cesspool, not because of its namesake, Mm-hmm. But because they violate that, the, it's the namesake's uh, legacy. Warnings. Yeah. Warnings. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, he's, he's cool. I like him very much.
0: Dude, this was the shock of the day today, realizing that we're almost 10 years out from the last Sacred Fire of Liberty event. Yeah. I just stunned.
3: Robert, and it was in the pool at mm-hmm. that uh, luxury hotel we were at for that mm-hmm. event where we we broached this whole subject of hey my radio show yeah i don't know i can't do it i'm too busy litigating maybe i could use an hour or so and then we we agreed okay let's kick off the sacred fire of liberty that hour. is
0: right you were right i remember that we were in the pool when your kids were a lot littler yes if i remember that and 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 you you and I both I don't think we had our glasses on so we couldn't see a thing but we could we knew yeah. we knew each other by smell.
3: <laughs> no, for sure. But and I can tell you that uh, you know that was cool. That was a really neat thing because all the chaos and events going on around us, mm-hmm. and we uh, found time to see each other in the pool. No one else was in the
0: doggone pool. I was. Yeah. It was you and me and we couldn't see, but we saw each other. And then, yeah, you're right. Because I remember at the time you were doing a regular show. I believe it was on GCN back, back in the day as well. And you had said that you were just getting too darn busy to keep it up. And I thought not just silently. I said to you, I said, that would be a crime for you not to be on the radio and continually. So, and since I was on six days a week, it's like, let's do it every week. And we have since then, that's is amazing.
3: And that's amazing, Robert, because it has been, I mean, virtually a decade now. Mm-hmm. we have been on this show every thursday for almost 10 years it's amazing
0: yeah yeah that you could survive hanging out with me this long i'm impressed
3: i mean the beverly <laughs> hillbillies don't even run they, they didn't.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> we are equivalent i don't know who's jethro and who's a jed but uh regardless it's been a joy ride with you my friend oh, i granny now, robert your I'm granny <laughs> jonathan eboard is granny oh that's great well all right i love the laughter it's such an important thing to do we've got to find joy in this life even in the midst of crazy stuff that the biden administration is trying to do climate advisor mccarthy is uh, saying that the president will move and he will move fast on climate here we go again the magic word emergency that somehow provides an escape clause to those in government to abandon Abandon basically, the written Constitution, because as far as I know, every time I ask you this, and it's probably not going to change today, when the government declares an emergency, is there an escape clause that allows them to ignore or trash the Constitution?
3: Nope, but that's the dogma of the Democrat Party today. If you can't get legislation to enact, uh, then you run over to the, the White House and you have administrative agencies create the law through the administrative state. In violation of the Constitution, and mm-hmm. and now also in violation of this major questions doctrine, they're heading right into that. They're going to do they're going to do severe damage, and it's just their way. They create a false emergency, and then they uh, use that as a predicate to take your liberties away. And what they will do is they will take away people's property and mm-hmm. their liberty. And what this means is that this whole movement to constrict the availability of fossil fuels, which is causing uh, the gas prices to go through the roof and is helping fuel inflation by, by constricting supply um, is going to be exacerbated because they are going to uh, desperately seek to pander again to the far left of the party to generate some enthusiasm for a dying presidency and it's going to be a disaster because they're just gonna cause these fuel prices to keep going up. And and truth be told, that's their intention. They intend, as as Biden said, in Japan, uh, this as a transition, it may be painful to go from fossil fuels to wind and solar. Now, this is such a fanciful, insane idea to take reliable energy sources and trash them in favor of intermittent and unreliable energy Mm -hmm. source and highly and much, much, much more costly energy sources. And at the same time, look the other way as Americans can barely afford to drive to work, as Americans have to balance how much they buy in the grocery store versus gas, as grocery store prices keep rocketing, skyrocketing ever higher and higher. And they will. And just be completely unwilling to show Mm-hmm. any true sympathy to the American public. And, you know, it's also crass of this Biden administration, how they are absolutely pandering to the Chinese. This is a emoluments clause disaster of epic proportions. Biden is, is received $4.8 million through Hunter Biden from the CEFC, Chinese Energy Fund Committee, uh, which is run by the CCP, the communist party of China. And that was part of his influence peddling scam. There was more money, uh, in addition to that. And that money went into accounts, some of which were co, uh, uh, uh held by, by Joe Biden directly. And Joe Biden's expenses were paid out of that. Some of his expenses, including his mortgage expenses. So he received a benefit directly from the CCP through that mechanism of influence peddling. Mm-hmm. That violates the emoluments clause. That's an impeachable offense without question. Then you have him go on to be president of the United States. And here's where the corruption becomes writ large. So you have him do all these things, Robert. I've written down a number of them. He terminated the Trump's China initiative, which was the only vehicle by which the United States was ferreting out those who are engaged in espionage activities on behalf of China and the United States, stealing intellectual property and stealing intelligence secrets of the United States. He destroyed, of course, he's destroying the fossil fuel industry in favor of solar and wind, which is uh, dominated by the Chinese. And so there's this huge wealth transfer from the United States to China Mm -hmm. that is a part of that. He retreated from Afghanistan and during the retreat, ignominious and wretched as it was, he ceded control over their natural resources to China in the process of doing that. A lot of people are unaware of that. He terminated Trump's ban on the CCP surveillance of, uh, via WeChat and TikTok, terminated completely the, anti, the, the, the uh, efforts by the Trump administration to, over, to, 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 to ferret out the instances of use of, of WeChat and TikTok by the Communist Party for espionage in the United States, and for gathering information about individual citizens Mm -hmm. in the United States. He opened the southern border, of course, to fentanyl. He's doing nothing at all to seriously interdict the fentanyl. Fentanyl is manufactured in China and is coming in the United States in such quantities that everybody from 18 to 45, uh, it's the leading cause of death in the United States. So he has blood on his hands directly in many ways, not just Uh, his, uh, you know, elevation of Fauci to the White House, but then in addition, he recently sold one million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to China, so this man is a Manchurian candidate. This man, Joe Biden, is a patsy for the Communist Chinese,
0: it's not even hidden. You you put out a list and a lot of these things have been referenced in the news. I, I just see on the Hill, there's an ar- article about, you mentioned uh, China again, China's TikTok owner, ByteDance, boosted lobbying spending by 130% here in the United States. Why is a Chinese company lobbying the U.S. government? What yeah. is it that they expect to get in return? And let's be uh, direct and honest about what the climate change agenda is. Now, I'm not saying that the average rank and file person that you know is like i want a cleaner environment is is guilty of of being aware of this but they should know it that the green agenda the climate change agenda is all about reducing the population of people on planet earth and one of the fastest way to do it outside of mrna jabs is to basically stop the flow of oil and then watch people starve watch people freeze in the winter boil in the summer and and be unable as you said to even go to work if they have a job so this is clearly a destructive mechanism by which they reduce the pesky people of planet earth that are the useless eaters according to the world health world economic forum and the biden administration and whether uh, you want to acknowledge that for those of you who are for the environment i think we are all for the environment but you want to kill millions perhaps billions of people
3: this is a huge hoax because it's not helpful to the environment. Wind power is not helpful to the environment. Wind power, those giant blades that are swinging around at, at very ra- at rapid rates, uh, kill birds, kill bats. They occupy huge amounts of territory to make these wind farms. They Indeed, to replace American energy, it's gonna require something like 17 states to be that, that, that amount Only of- Only
0: working time. when the wind oh, is blowing? Like, and it doesn't always blow,
3: un, un, you know, unreliable. Then you've got the all of the natural resources and, and energy that is put into making them, which is causing pollution. You know, pollution doesn't reside in one nation. It's not like we can have somebody in China making these windmills and not have it pollute the whole planet.
0: And by the way, I think it's like ninety percent of, of production of these windmills is indeed coming out of China.
3: Yeah, and then and then when it comes to these solar panels, I mean. They're made with rare earth minerals that are highly toxic. Uh, they have impurities in the plastic. They don't use, you know, the, the plastic itself is highly toxic to the environment. These wind, these uh, panels don't last forever, neither do the windmills. The panels themselves have to be discarded. There's massive amounts of panels that there's nothing
0: discovered. environmentally friendly about them is to your point.
3: Disaster. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, to have the energy derived from these panels, you have to occupy huge amounts of terrain which means that species that otherwise reside or depend upon that terrain for migration are completely eliminated mm-hmm. by the intrusion of these massive panels that are used for that energy and then you have the real problem that when the wind doesn't blow the blades don't swing yeah. when the sun doesn't shine the energy isn't produced and yes that causes a disruption and yes what are you going to do to replace it so that you don't have a a constant intermittent breakage in the you know blackouts all over the place Mm -hmm. what are you going to do you're going to go back to fossil fuels because it's the only reliable source so they'll have fossil fuel backup mm -hmm. so this whole thing is an absolute sham
0: it's a scam it's a ruse and it's killing people
3: It, yeah. it doesn't help the environment. It makes it worse. The uh, natural gas, nuclear energy, those are the sources of energy that are the least damaging to the environment. Less damaging than solar, less damaging than wind, More, far more reliable. In fact, very reliable. Yeah. And you won't have blackouts or you'll rarely have them. But look, you watch this summer. They're forcing the shift to solar and wind in spades right now. You're going to see blackouts through the Midwest and through the South and through the West.
0: Did you see the governmental alerts like in California to, if you have an electric car, please don't charge it right now because the grid (laughs) can't handle it. And I'm like, wait a second, you told me I was being a good... and, and not only that, I've seen uh, uh, things like GM, Ford, they're producing more electric cars. And one of the recent uh, videos that came out, they were outside of one of the, their uh, businesses and they have all their cars. They're so proud of them. Look at all of the, these things and they're plugged in. And so the reporter asked, where, where are they getting the electricity? And the lady who was the spokesperson for like GM says, this building? Really? Where is this building getting the energy? Well, it's on the grid named the power company. Uh, and they kept pressing, pressing, and it's like, oh, it turns out that they're burning coal <laughs> to yeah, produce yeah. the electricity to keep those electric cars running.
4: Yeah,
3: and uh, then I, you know, and then, and then
0: the electric cars. I mean, even
3: Teslas are burning up all over the country. I mean, you've got them spontaneously combusting.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: you have, in addition to that, Robert, you've got this real dilemma. I mean, somebody I was reading a story recently. This one person went in, and they finally had been convinced by their environmental uh, cohorts that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ought to you know live by their principles and go get that environmentally friendly electric vehicle and -hmm. so they bought a brand new electric vehicle cost them a lot more than they wanted to pay but they paid it Mm -hmm. and they got this electric vehicle on the low side of of costs but it was still much higher than any gas uh powered vehicle that's used Mm -hmm. and so they went in there got this car all right the car broke down. They went in, brought it in for repairs. They said, okay, well, the battery is not working properly. You need to replace the battery. But that's not under your warranty because the battery costs $15,000. So yeah. you've got to pay for your battery. A
0: replacement, yeah. So
3: she said, I already put in $45,000 in this cheap electric car. I'd have to pay another $15,000 to keep it going. Here's the thing. you can, And she can't sell it because people are too smart to buy a used electric car because you're buying a used battery. So you right. don't know how long that battery is going to last. Yeah. The
0: deal is not a deal for very yeah. long. Yeah.
3: Batteries may last 10 years. And that's, that's, you know, I mean, I've, I'm driving a car right now. That's probably 18 years old. A Lexus that's 18 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. And it's still fine.
0: Yeah. Just maintenance, normal maintenance.
4: maintenance. Yeah.
0: By the way, uh, uh, Christie's in not the truck. chat room. And she says, uh, California is facing a crisis over solar panel disposal. California won't allow disposal, uh, of uh, solar panels because they're too toxic. Uh, <laughs> so they're shipping the panels out of state to a, a state that will allow them to be discarded. And in the meantime, all the California earth muffins, uh, you know, yeah. listen, I, I don't have a lot of respect. I respect your desire. I understand if you really have a sincere desire to have a cleaner environment, we're all there. There are ways to do it without the stupidity of d- uh, forcing the most toxic, wasteful ways of making electric cars and battery technology and windmills and on and on it goes. Uh, and, you know, here we are. Now, I want to switch gears briefly because I haven't stepped into it yet controversially enough. All right, Jonathan, if you're ready, are you ready for this? You're not going to want to be on my show anymore after this. Um, how? Let's see. A House passes a bill protecting marriage equality with 47 GOP members voting yes. Now, here's what I say. I am against this bill, but let me explain myself as to why. I want a separation of marriage and state. Now, when I say that, this is not wishful thinking for the future. This is my reality. When I began to investigate, my wife and I were planning to get married. Do I want to get a permission slip from the government to marry my the love of my life? And I said, no, this feels wrong because it's a relationship between me, my wife-to-be, and God. That was my perspective of this. And marriage, of course, has always been considered a religious uh, institution, et cetera. And so I was like, why would I invite the government into that sacred relationship? So I didn't. My wife and I filed a covenant you know, of marriage. We put it on the record in the local miscellaneous documents in case anybody disputed it. And under the common law said, we are married. This is our intent. We spelled it out. And even our our good friend, Cheryl Chumley, had never heard of that and wrote about it in her book. I think it was what the devil in DC talked about my, what I shared with her. I said, we don't have to wait for the government to give me a stamp of approval. They're not invited. And one of my sayings is, I don't think it's mine, but it's one of my favorite things to say is stop asking for permission where none is required. And I think that if you want to get married and you're an adult and you happen to be two men or two women, why do you want the government involved in that? Why cannot that be a contractual relationship between consenting adults where we don't need any involvement and legislation from the district of criminals? I don't think they have any place in it. That's my perspective, Jonathan.
3: You're so wrong, Robert. (laughs) Uh, Robert, actually, you're quite right. And here's why, um, for a number of reasons. The free exercise clause of the First Amendment, I think, is directly implicated. I wrote an article many, many moons ago. I think I might have shared it with you in which I Mm -hmm. said that uh, the government should have no role whatsoever in in uh, determining whether two people are married Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a religious institution, marriage. Mm -hmm. It comes out of religion. The whole notion of marriage is a religious concept. and uh, for the state to say that, as a condition precedent of being married, you have to get a license. You have to get a license. Yeah, is an Who are they? thing because it yeah. says that your freedom to associate with another person to be married is is to be conditioned on the government determining that you are appropriate
4: mm-hmm. for
3: one another, and that in the first instance is a violation of the free exercise clause. Yeah. And my, and so I would have no role whatsoever for the state or federal government in light of the First Amendment. Uh, in uh, And, you know, also, uh, whenever we do this, whenever we introduce government into an area where the government uh, the Constitution is not provided for a power, mm-hmm. we end up with this disaster, which is the government necessarily will exercise political preferences. And so that's okay. what have here and this this bill is a stupid disaster it's a it's a solution to a to a non-existent problem mm-hmm. and uh it's an it's just a political ploy to try to give the democrats something to say that they fought for right far left for a, of sm- a small
0: group of people that think that they want it and i'm saying and, they- and there's
3: no problem out there i mean the, the issue is not an issue mm-hmm. for the population at large but having brought it up i think the appropriate answer hold on a second here. yeah i think the appropriate answer is to say there is no power there's no free exercise power. exactly
0: and also there's an element of social engineering through the tax code we've seen that related related to marriage and and then uh numbering children like cattle so that you get a tax benefit and on and on it goes and you know i'm pretty hardcore i admit it but i try to go back to the origin points of liberty and the foundations of it and recognize that I am not subject to certain things. I don't submit to certain things that I don't believe are correct spiritually, certainly, but even constitutionally, which acknowledges our divinity as a source of our rights. And yes, you say it's a religious institution. And look, if you are an adult of sound mind, et cetera, and want to engage in a contractual relationship, you can, you can spell that out. And in fact, we got married, um, at a temple outside of uh, Shan, well, it's in Chanhassen, Minnesota, um, 28 years ago plus now, uh, and a uh, beautiful song was, uh, was not written for it, but it was a new song that was written. A, a lovely lady that, that that sang it, and my daughter has been invited to speak at the worship service this Sunday and sing. And uh, she said, "I want to sing that song." So we're going to have a, a really cool uh, experience having our daughter sing the song that was sung at our wedding all those years ago. But I was got a
3: great voice, Robert.
0: Oh, yeah, it's it's really beautiful. I'm just so excited about that
3: charity to a family member. You're actually benefiting enormously because you have the honor of having your daughter sing at that event. So, yeah,
0: I'm just thrilled for her as well as just the people that she's got that angelic voice as well. And uh, she just loves to do it. But I I also want to add this into the mix in terms of discussion of religion, not to add to the controversy. But when we got married initially and we wanted to also have a ceremony at the temple uh, they said, well, we don't know if that's a legal marriage. I was so upset. I was so upset. I'm like, because they want the license all the time. They want the license. So I'm like, dude, really, really. And so I had to hire an attorney to look at the law that I had already investigated, and to write the letter to say, yes, this is a legal, you know, document, and it was okay. But it was sort of like recognizing all of these institutions, even though they serve a great purpose for the most part. I think better than not. Um, they also are subject to rules that I don't think they should be subject to. But that's another discussion for another day, Jonathan. But I know you I know you're nodding your head. You kind of understand where I'd like to go with this.
3: I do. I do. And I'm all for it, Robert.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we're about wrapped up in the first hour. And, uh, you know, I just did want to mention the House committee voting uh, for an uh, another kind of assault weapons ban. And there were apparently a number of Republicans that are uh, in favor of it. Two forty seven GOP members. No, it's not. How many? What's the number on that? I think it's smaller smaller than that. Yeah. But I was saying that's where my point is about throwing those kind of Republicans out because there's no basis for limiting the right to keep and bear arms. And if you don't get that, I don't care what party you're in. You you don't understand the constitution at all. You should be thrown out.
3: Individual sovereignty You respect that a constitutional change must be made through amendment article five. Yeah. Uh, And if you don't follow that approach, then you're just stealing power. You're you're, you're invalidating the Republic by causing mm-hmm. a Republic that is supposed to be based on the consent of the governed mm-hmm. turn into a, uh, totalitarian or authoritarian seizure mm-hmm. of power beyond the constitution's limits. Yeah. So you should be ashamed of themselves.
0: And remember assault weapons is a, is oh. all
3: the constitution. That's how they got to be seated.
0: Yeah. In- but Biden thought we were not allowed to have cannons at the time of the revolutionary war. Right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. He, he still believes that that their cannons were illegal under yeah. uh, the second amendment because the founders didn't want them while cannons are everywhere including on Bunker Hill right now a private cannon sits
0: yeah uh, uh, I'd-
3: say he was at Bunker Hill mhm He's, he's old
0: enough, probably, probably by the way, uh, if you, if you don't already follow us on social media, the ones that still allow us, Jonathan Emord is also very active on a number of things, including LinkedIn and different places. And we broadcast live to LinkedIn now, interestingly enough, and uh jonathan has been appearing on so many shows it's amazing i love that your voice and your knowledge is getting out there on so many media outlets so if you if you don't already follow jonathan on the various social medias that he's on do so as well as ours you can sign up to our newsletter uh alerts if you will from our lovely super don uh, by texting rsb to 22828 and there it is, and then you'll be you'll get an immediate text back, and you can sign up become a part of the newsletter every day, and the great poll questions that uh, Super Don is throwing out. And I thank you all for your participation, your support for this show, and the message of health, freedom, and healing, liberty. And Jonathan, uh, again, appreciate you. I can't believe the stories we got to today about almost ten years ago. That was kind of an interesting reminiscing yeah. moment for me. Thank you.
3: Yep, yep. we're old good friends, Robert. Yeah, that relationship. So
0: now I want to get get you back to that fitness level as your as your ankle heals as well.
3: Well, thank you, Robert. Actually, right after uh, I've got a, another show that I'm going to be on here at 430 and then I'm going to swim in the pool. Robert, I'm going to swim a half mile. I My, my daughter just she's such an athlete. She just with no uh, swimming for the whole year. She just dove in and swam front crawl for two miles and didn't show any. She's signs. amazing.
0: The ballroom dancer now, high-level stuff. Yeah. All right, Jonathan. Well, next hour we've got uh, Tim Sure, We're going to talk about PTSD and our veterans and other ways to safely, without drugs, help them out, which is an important topic as well here, which we love to cover. So Tim sure joins us in hour two. Thank you, Jonathan Emord, for another wonderful, powerful, yes, sir, sacred fire of liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you all for being here. We got a whole other hour broadcast healing. Stand by for Tim. Sure. First time on the RSB show, robertscatbell.com slash. Listen, there's a chat room, uh, shout out quickly to orange guard, orangeguard.com If you don't want to poison your food and you're growing it, you want to poison your family, your kids, your pets. You can use orange guard. You can get it from your local ACE hardware. In fact, or, or order it directly orangeguard.com. And this is the stuff that I drank on the air, a pesticide. Yes. And I'm completely safe because the the ingredient the limonene from the orange peel is of creation and it didn't kill me. I'm still here. Amazing. That don't recommend drinking. It tastes bad, but it's safe. This is my point. Check it out. We got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott show after this, because the power to heal is yours.
1: Robert Scott the Bell, Robert Scott
0: Bell All right, back at it here. Our second hour to go, uh, one or more hour to go here. I love that on Thursdays we get to do the Sacred Fire of Liberty Focus with Jonathan E. Morton, other special guests that we get to join in on, and we're going to talk this hour a little bit about how we can help uh, folks with PTSD, particularly those who have uh, uh, suffered under the, you know, you know, maybe battlefield conditions, served in the military, etc. cetera. Can we do it without drugs? Or even if they're on drugs, can we safely wean them off of them? Because there is no uh, definition of a, a PTSD as a drug deficiency disease. That's not that's not right. So we'll talk with Tim Sure about that momentarily. Uh, I just want to acknowledge again, uh, uh, you know, just some, some amazing things happening right now, and in in cl- in fact, offers to help people. And he, and as, <clears throat> excuse me, as we talk about even PTSD. These things. Even emotional things, mental things are exacerbated or made worse by the presence of toxic poisons in the body, heavy metals, uh, glyphosate, all kinds of things. And we've got a special deal from now until Sunday, the 24th of July at midnight Eastern time. We have been granted the freedom, if you will, a special offer to get you this nano-sized zeolite product cleaned up so there's no heavy metals in it that will be bothersome to you that will then bind in in a colloidal suspension four sprays, three times a day to get this first bottle at $5. And that includes shipping, not just in the United States, but if you're in the United Kingdom, in England, if you're in Canada, if you're in New Zealand, if you're in Australia, most of the English speaking world, you can access this special deal. And Super has it linked up in the show notes. In fact, I'm going to be talking uh, with the CEO of that company to get an idea of how the heck they're doing this. This is amazing. And I urge you, if you have any concern, if you have metal toxicity lingering, residual, because you have mercury fillings, silver fillings, had you had even one vaccine, much less multiple, have you been exposed to glyphosate? Everybody has. Pesticides of a toxic nature. Uh, These are fat-soluble scenarios that are very difficult for the body to get rid of. And a simple in a water-based, four sprays three times a day, this advanced daily cellular detox is amazing. Five bucks, but you got to act fast. And uh, you'll get that before July 24th to order. Uh, that is uh, Sunday at uh, by midnight Eastern time. So thank you for that. We'll be talking more about that. Now, Super Don, do we have any other announcements or any updates uh, before we uh, bring our guest on uh, this hour? just want to check in with you. I know you've been busy behind the scenes today. You're muted. I can't hear you
2: there we go you, yeah you've still got it on the th- here oh i can, I can i'm more comfortable out. with this one here there we go okay
0: too close too close for. I,
2: yeah come on man you don't to be counting my nose hair i just
0: anything, shaved so. i want everybody to see my pores um <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: no i don't think so i don't think okay. there's anything there we've got uh, the poll of the day which we'll do either at the end of the hour or we might do it in bonus time
0: Can you sneak preview the question though Is yeah well
2: it, it went along with the uh, you know the the the, con- the story that we're covering today to, uh, mm-hmm. asking the subscribers to the newsletter, would yeah. you support or oppose Congress passing a law that legalizes same- same-sex same marriage nationally. nationally? Yeah, And you guys already kind of talked about that. We'll get an idea of what our uh, subscribers sure. have to say.
0: But I think it's important to give a basis for why you believe it. I think that's critical thinking and it demands it. So we understand, well, what are you thinking? Why? And, and I'm curious. And that was a little bit of my reasoning there. And uh, I've lived it, so it's not just a a, a theoretical, in my opinion. So anyway, thanks for that. So sign up for email alerts, or in this case, newsletters, as Super Don calls it. Uh, Send RSB to 22828. By the way, shout out to my good friend, Melissa, one of my wife's best friends. She was at the wedding in 1994 at the temple that uh, my wife and I got married. And again, no license required. And yet here we are 28 plus years later. Thank you. Love you, honey. And thank you all for being here. So, with that, let's welcome for the first time to the Robert Scott Bell Show. I think this is a connection with our good friend Laban Ditchburn. So, I know he's going to bring it. No pressure, Tim. Sure, but welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show.
5: Hey, Robert, it's a pleasure to be on with you today.
0: Good. To, good I've enjoyed. To uh, I've
5: been listening, and uh, it's been a wonderful program so far.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and and I'm I'm glad to have you on because it's a topic that you focus on more holistically, for sure. Uh, In in, when we talk about veterans and and post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, you know, it's not just a veteran's problem. We know that. In fact, I think a lot of people are suffering from PTSD because of the COVID craziness we've been under two, two and a half years. So whatever you're going to share with us today, I think it could probably be expanded to the population at large.
5: Yeah, you're exactly right. We live in the age of anxiety where everybody is affected by some kind of stress, insecurity, We all go through what I call big T and little T traumas growing up in life. You know, the little T traumas are being embarrassed, not being picked to be on the team, being humiliated in front of the classroom. And then we have the more serious traumas, verbal, physical, sexual abuse. And so many people have been impacted by that. And these traumatic experiences um, form beliefs in our unconscious mind. Our brain makes up meaning about what we think those experiences mean Mm -hmm. at an unconscious level without our permission. And then those unconscious beliefs end up affecting us as adults. And so we form beliefs like I'm not good enough, I'm not safe, you can't trust people. And that is what ends up causing so many of the symptoms that people struggle with today, mentally and also physically with our health.
0: Yeah, I talk about where people are today, whether it be economically or otherwise in their lives, and, and I think about all the unconscious tapes that we repeat. We're not consciously aware of most of them. And that we wonder why we end up in the same space. One of the examples I gave the other day, we were talking with super Don about this people that win the lottery that were poor their whole life on average. And I think it's vast majority end up in the same state they were within about a year. And you think, well, how is that possible? They suddenly had all this influx of money because it's a mindset. And of course, when we talk about living traumas that in, in unconsciously or subconsciously dictate how we view the world and what manifests in our life, the question is, do we have to relive those traumas to overcome them? Because that's the thing that a lot of people go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't necessarily want to do that. Maybe it could help. I don't know. But maybe you have some other ideas.
5: Yeah, much better ideas. So uh, I've been studying psychology and human behavior for 34 years now. So I had a lot more hair when I started. And um, uh, and the traditional approaches were, um, you know, immersion and, uh, you know, systematic desensitization where you take a traumatic situation and you have someone relive it and then you have them relive it again and then you have them relive it again and again and again with the idea that each exposure is going to decrease the emotional response. So if I go, boo, and you jump and then I go, boo, and then you jump and I go, boo, and then you don't jump as much. And the idea is eventually you go, boo, and then you're like, whatever. But, you know, I think that that approach is too long and brutally uh, painful. If you think about a traumatic experience, it's we're saying it's traumatizing. It didn't help you the first time you went through it. Why would you want to keep reliving it? And so many therapists, when you're going through counseling, they want to bring up every bad thing that's ever happened to you. And it's not the experience that you went through as much as the belief that formed in your mind about what your mind thinks that experience means about you, about others, about the world that you live in. That's what messes with us. Our brains are kind of like a computer and our smartphones, for example, are always getting updates so that it protects us from malware, from computer viruses, and so that it runs optimally. Well, our human operating system rarely ever gets updated. We still have the same MS-DOS, you know, the system that we were born with, unless you are actively working on yourself and into personal development and self-education. and uh, But most people aren't, we're just living life, uh, and doing basically um, approaching life in the same way that our parents did with the same beliefs that we adopted from them. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to have freedom, if you want a sense of peace, if you want to get away from anxiety and excessive worrying, and you know, all that anxiety is what causes us to turn to eating, smoking, drinking, um, opioids, prescription drugs, and uh, all the other stuff, spending, pornography, all the other vices that get at people in trouble and and ruin our happiness, our inner peace, and our relationships in life. um, We're not dealing with the source of it. We're trying to constantly get away from the symptoms. And so through doing over 15,000 individual hypnosis sessions, uh, I went to school for psychology and got my degrees, but I had a a interesting experience uh, as a a sophomore in college where a hypnotist came in to speak and asked for a volunteer. And I thought I was going to cluck like a chicken. I didn't know anything about hypnosis. I thought it was BS. Um, but I raised my hand, I volunteered, and five minutes later, that anxiety that I always carried around with me like disappeared for a little while. Mm. I'm like, what is this? And so, um, so I became a hypnotist, in fact, one of the world's top hypnotists now at this point. And yeah, uh, by the way, if
0: if you're just tuning in, Tim sure is our guest this hour. T I M S H U R -R R.com. Sure success, love that. Uh, is To simplify what hypnosis is, is it the reprogramming of the subconscious mind? Is that too simplistic to say that?
5: That's brilliant. Simplicity is where you find the truth. So yeah, that's beautiful. I love how you said that's exactly right. It's really the study of the subconscious or the unconscious mind, Mm -hmm. because that's like the boss in your brain. It controls 80% of what you do because it's where it stores your beliefs and habits.
0: But isn't that also what? What we perceive to be the bad guys on the planet are always trying to send some liberal messages to us, to program us in a negative context, to be in anxiety, to be in distress so that they come in and rescue us with their products. In this case, drugs, for instance, uh, and that's yeah. a big part of the problem. So we yeah. would have to find someone that we could trust, wouldn't we? Because that could be a risk to allow ourselves to become open to other suggestions directly in terms of reprogramming the subconscious.
5: Yes, a lot of people are afraid that, oh, I don't want you to take over my money and, you know, or I don't want to be hypnotized, but your television is the greatest hypnotist on the planet, and now it's your smartphone. And so you're right, there are messages that are constantly being um, shown to us through media, through television shows, uh, even through religion, I mean, from every angle, uh, teachers in school who have their own ideas and their own opinions, and instead of teaching what they're supposed to be teaching, they're sharing their ideas and opinions, which aren't always so great. So, yes, it's everywhere, but that doesn't mean that that you become afraid mm-hmm. because then that shuts down your ability to take charge, to learn, to grow and to become more evolved as a human being, to grow your emotional intelligence. So instead, what we have to do is we have to understand what they're done. We have to improve our self-awareness and our uh, understanding of our own mind. That's because mm-hmm. you can't avoid it because it's mm-hmm. everywhere so yeah. you have to understand how your mind works and so well uh, and I,
0: I was thinking people. too tim also about not just learning how to reprogram the subconscious but also how to protect yourself from other subconscious suggestions or suggestions that would reach into it like you pointed out all the hypnosis that comes through advertising or uh, politics and the evening news stuff all of that and uh from your first experience when you had this you know, suddenly you were without that anxiety. You thought, wow, this is pretty profound. I want to do this to now, as we talk also about serious problems with PTSD and veterans, uh, was it a, is it a one size fits all scenario in terms of hypnosis techniques, or have you developed some things that are quite unique to help those in the deepest of traumas to break free of, let's say, not only the traumas, but perhaps the treatment for those traumas that are destructive as well. Some of which you already mentioned.
5: Yes. And, and so I don't want to sound like, you know, a marketer because I'm not because um, people say, oh, I've got this brand new revolutionary change the game approach. But I actually found one, you know, because I'm searching for a way out of anxiety and into inner peace and self-love and a and a sense of confidence and knowing that I'm worthy because that's what we all want. Our deepest fear is that I'm not good enough. And because I'm not enough, I won't be loved. And so and then all of our dysfunctional programming takes over and all our habits and self-sabotage. So you're exactly right, Robert. What happens is is uh, it's not a one size fits all approach. Uh, I have found after trial and error and trying lots of different techniques and putting lots of tools and strategies from psychology and business and peak performance and military and anywhere and everywhere where people are saying this tool works and this will help improve your performance or lower stress or build your self-esteem. So I put it to the test for 27 years. And like I said, thousands and thousands and thousands of sessions, and I found that there was a specific set of uh, experiences that you can take people through that almost immediately produces positive results. And it's kind of like you have all these music notes, but until you put them in the right order, you don't get that beautiful ballad, right? You don't get the music. And so I've been finding the right order. And for almost everybody, I mean, literally like 99% of the people, nothing's 100%, but about 99 of the people that I've taken this uh, through these experiences, I call it my one belief away method, because I believe that you're just one belief away from a huge breakthrough, right? If you shift from, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm not worthy of love to I love myself, that's a huge shift. It changes what your brain pays attention to. It alters how you feel uh, almost instantly and it's sustainable over time. So when you upgrade those deep beliefs, you release those toxic emotions, Mm -hmm. uh, guilt, shame, anger, rage, uh, resentment, and, uh, and you start teaching people
0: these new life skills. Uh, it's
5: incredible how their, their life turns it around.
0: Yeah, on your page, in fact, I see this a little video introduction. It says, you are one belief away from exponential growth. Uh, I, I love that because for many, it's daunting to address what they might not even know consciously, but sense. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's too much. It's too heavy. It's too big. And that mm-hmm. also prevents them from taking these steps. And I love that you kind of I feel it. I open this door or it's like I'm one belief away. I'm like one door opening away from this transformation. Um, is this something that if people go to your website, Tim Sure, T-I-M-S-H-U-R-R dot com, that they can wherever they are consult with you or get this kind of interaction uh via the, I don't know, Zoom or whatever you do, they don't have to see you come to your office in person then. No. Uh
5: uh-uh. uh. No, and, and since the pandemic that has totally changed i've always worked with people around the country and around the world but now um you know it's it's become the norm for so many people that are trainers like me and so um uh yeah and there's my contact information is there so if people help or if they want to join us you know i put together these one final mission uh seminars and they're for veterans and they're and their families they're open to everybody anybody that wants to uh, Free from their past. Anybody that's gone through uh, traumatic experiences and they feel like it's still holding them back, and anybody that's feeling stuck or blocked, and they're smart and they're got it, uh, they're coming, but they just cannot figure out how to close that gap from where they are to where they want to be. It's like something keeping them held back, mm-hmm. and something is an unconscious belief or bias, and, uh, and so through these centers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's extraordinary. I haven't seen anything else that works as well as this process.
0: Hey, Super Don, can you put up on screen, there's a uh, the One Final Mission documentary. It says, Freeing Trauma Survivors from Negative Symptoms of PTSD. And it's, it looks like it's a 40-minute, I don't know, is it a documentary? What kind of things will people learn uh, taking the time to watch this? I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of, to say I'm intrigued is an understatement, uh, but One Final Mission. Freeing trauma survivors from negative symptoms of PTSD. This could be extraordinary.
5: It is extraordinary. And the people I'm talking to, um, you know, in the military and the VA, I want to change the game and get get my uh, instructors in every hospital and uh, eventually get the VA to use this one belief away method um, as standard protocol when people are returning from military life to civilian life. Because right now they get a PowerPoint and they get a business card that says you got a problem call the VA and then the VA just gives them a load of drugs right and that is such a disservice to the people who are putting it on the line for our freedom so yeah uh, yeah. and there's a trailer on there too if you don't have 40 minutes take two minutes and watch the trailer when you scroll down and it'll give you the pretty much the whole gist of the movie
0: (laughs) well in fact Super Don are we able to play that trailer it's only two and a half minutes I think it'd be worthwhile to to watch while we're here on the show
1: Sergeant First Class Joshua Kempf. I just completed my 21st year in the Army Infantry. You have all of this just going on in your head constantly due to uh, PTSD just on repeat every time I close my eyes. And that's not a life that I want to live.
4: My name is Bethany Kempf. I reached out to Tim to help us with my husband Joshua because he can't help what he's going through.
1: Just gonna feel like an idiot because here I am putting myself out there, telling I need help after I've been in talk therapy since 2004 because
4: of the deployments. There was a lot of denial. I saw all the red flags, and I knew that he had some suppressed PTSD from the first deployment that he had never addressed. But after the second deployment, it just got much worse. We contacted Tim, and we asked him if he would help us together, and he absolutely did just that.
1: He had talked about what we could do with my PTSD and with the anxiety and depression and really my struggles of self worth that I deal with.
4: And as the wife of a veteran, sometimes it feels like all the focus and attention is put on them to heal. And we're just supposed to be Like the support system
1: we went through the sessions and truly has changed my life it's hard to really explain the level of impact that tim has had after all of those years of me thinking that you know everyone would be better without my drama my attitude my yelling
4: that frustration has just basically evaporated in our house and it's unbelievable how much progress we've been able to make in just a few months compared to all these years of drudging through the mud of the talk therapy and you know the endless pills that the VA was trying to pump him through. And
1: now I truly get to live my life and enjoy ones that I love the most.
0: Well, this is a documentary, one final mission. Uh, we have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. It's just a, a trailer, but the actual documentary is about forty minutes long. It sounds like and seems like what we see here a very uplifting finale, um, profound uh, change that is happening. What is it that drew you in specifically to work with uh, uh, veterans in this case? Is this something you kind of stumbled on and found that you could help them, or was it something that was a, f- a familial thing to you? What drew you into this?
5: Yeah, both. First, I'm just so touched that you played that trailer that, and that you took the time to do that. And, and uh, so I'm just so impressed that you did that. So thank you, Robert. I really appreciate you doing that. It really gets the message out because it's so needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I grew up, you know, all the dads around me were Vietnam vets, Ronnie and Bub and, you know, and all those guys were, and I saw, I didn't understand at the time, but I saw the troubles that they had and how sometimes they just have to walk away and they were always drinking and they were great men, but you could tell that they were just, something haunted them, right? And uh, and then as I got older, I had my friends, like my best friend, Tim, um, there was three Tims, <laughs> three Tims in high school and uh, and after, um, after high school, Tim joined the Navy and then he became, uh, he started defusing bombs and being a diver and he did three tours and uh, one of them he was blown up and that was the last time I saw him is uh, you know, his arm, he was getting surgery on his arm and stuff. And and he had just changed so much after all of those deployments and was quiet and drank all the time and and just had a lot of challenges. And then afterwards, um, uh, he rolled his car and killed himself on accident, Uh, you know, when uh, and I'm sure he was probably maybe drinking something like that. And and uh, I lost, you know, one of my best friends. And so many of the veterans that I talk to, especially the veteran leaders, the commanders, the sergeants they'll tell you that they lose so many of their best friends once they come home from the war, you know, 20, I guess the last statistics say that uh, 22 veterans die intentionally and unintentionally every day hmm. You know, um, by their own hands, pills, suicide, um, you know, drinking car accidents, and it's just tragic and you know, after seeing so much pain, and then of course, you know, people were coming to my office to stop smoking. These tough guys, and and then uh, you know, we would have great success. They were shocked. They're like, "I can't believe I quit smoking. I started smoking in the service, and and I smoke every day. You know, packs every day, and I do a session with you, and I don't smoke anymore. I don't understand that, and and I just tell them about the power of their mind, and they're like, "Well, you know, I got some of these other issues, some of these nightmares and stuff. I can't sleep well at night. I got aches and pains." You can't with that so I started helping them and, and over time freeing them from that there was one guy and he used to um, he was in his early 60s and he said that uh, you know he was in Vietnam, he was actually captured. he was a soldier, uh, a prisoner of war and, and um, but he got out and hit this, that story itself was like could be made into a pretty scary movie. And uh, but he said ever since then he'd sleep for two hours, he'd get up and smoke cigarette and do rounds around the house. And he'd been doing it for all those years. And um, and just every he'd sleep for like two, three hours a night, and uh, it was killing him. And uh, we did our our sessions that would eventually become the one belief away method, and he was sleeping six hours a night uh in a row and he wasn't smoking anymore. Mm he says i'm still an ornery bastard but
0: yeah
5: <laughs> but uh but it changed my life you know and i thought boy this is amazing and it kept happening over and over and over until i'm like oh my gosh i gotta i gotta you know get this out into the world so i started partnering with other veterans and organizations and amazing people like joshua and bethany who you met in that trailer mm. and uh and it's just
0: yeah it, it, it sounds good. like it developed quite organically, as you said, you, you had this, yeah, that's a,
5: grassroots movement. A, a little yeah, humble thing
0: really to not. try and help somebody stop smoking. And then you find out there's more and there's more and you can help them achieve more. Now, have you trained others to do this? Or are you like the only guy that's specialized? I mean, I, I know that there are other people working with uh, various forms of hypnosis to help people, but clearly there's something unique about what you're doing.
5: Yes. And um, yes and yes. So I just started teaching certification programs, you know, OBA hypnotist certifications, because you're right, there's one of me and there's a half a million veterans and families out there. And and there's no way that I can help everybody. And and I don't want to. At this point, I've done so many tens of thousands of individual sessions that, you know, it's time for me to pass this along to others. And there's so many veterans, coaches, speakers uh, and therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. Uh, social workers who are not satisfied with the results that they are getting or they don't want to keep writing scripts mm-hmm. and, uh, for medicine. And so, uh, you know, they're showing up now and they're like, I want to learn this method. And uh, and my goal is really to disrupt how counseling is done because the traditional models are so ineffective. They're too slow. They don't produce results or they don't produce them long enough. You know, I get really frustrated when people say I've been in therapy for 10 years and I'm not feeling any about it. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. I mean, that, I, there's a point where let's be a little bit pragmatic on this. If you've been doing it for that long and you're not getting the success, you might consider trying something new or different. Uh, and yet exactly right people now. get locked into patterns of behavior and, and habits as well. And, um, right. I know it's profitable for those that have a perpetual, you know, uh, uh, cash advance, if you will, you never get well, you always have to come back. So mm. I think that this is a nice option and a profound perhaps option if, indeed what you're saying. and I don't have any reason to doubt it based on the experience I have with you already today, much less that little preview for this documentary that you put together, a 40 minute one, uh, which I encourage everybody to watch, especially if you know people that ha- are living with uh, PTSD or unconscious traumas and uh, the things that are manifesting in their lives are repeating and they want to change it. You know, it's not, it's not that I don't, uh, one of the things I've learned about hypnosis, and maybe you can confirm this to me, is that you have to be a participant to some degree, willingly. In other words, if you ha- are an obstinate, I don't want to be, um, I-, I don't know, in terms of the force hypnosis, I-, I don't think that's what you do at all. But we're working with people that are seeking help as opposed to I'm going to go out and learn this technique and I'm going to make my spouse do something he or she doesn't want to do. Is that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That would,
5: if that worked, I wouldn't have time for your show because I'd be training so many guys. Right. <laughs> So, so it's not about
0: violating fundamental principles. Obviously the people have to come and say, I I want help to be open to it. And that allows for this to start. And also I don't want to oversimplify it either. If you're able to transform, let's say a belief that has been limiting you or, you know, drove you into addiction or other things there may very well and likely are nutrient mineral deficiencies. That's another aspect of what, you know, we do here talking about this holistically body, mind, and spirit, the body needs help too. And so, you know, I, I was mentioning about detoxing heavy metals. Many of these, you go Vietnam era, Agent Orange. I mean, a lot of toxic poisons or our modern day veterans have been exposed to uh, munitions, chemical munitions, the burning of these massive pits that are just mm-hmm. toxic as well. And uh, yeah. also the heavy metals that are oft, often injected through these experimental vaccines. So uh, I just want to yeah. bring this up real quick for everybody that's, uh, if you're just new to the show, uh, Touchstone Essentials has made this available and I've been investigating these zeolites for a long time, but we've never come out and endorsed any because they often are containing the metals that we want to help remove from the body. And they have found a way to clean this up, make it in a colloidal nano size suspension for safe ingestion four sprays three times a day and it comes in tastes like water. It's like, you don't even think you're doing anything. And then this thing is going in anywhere in the body to grab these metals and these fat soluble toxins and help usher them safely out of the body without burdening your body. And so that may be another additional benefit. And they're giving us an opportunity for this week only up until the 24th of, uh, July, that's a Sunday midnight at Eastern time, uh, to get this for $5, just $5 and, uh, free shipping included UK. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the United States, and maybe some other countries. So check on that. And uh, you have a month to try it before you get another one. And if you don't like it, whoop de five bucks. But I think many people will find this is pretty profound and another adjunct to help in addition to what we're talking in terms of reprogramming the subconscious mind to make better choices and to overcome those limitations based on the anxieties we don't even know we're carrying, perhaps.
5: Yeah, and those products that you're sharing are essential. They're crucial. You know, I, I was listening, like I said, to the first part of the show and some of the products that you're sharing and it's truth. I mean, we were, you know, there's generations of people that had fillings in there that were poisoning us, you know, and we didn't know because you go to the dentist and of course they're going to do the right thing and take care of you. And maybe yeah. a lot of dentists didn't know. But you got to yeah. remember, I remember, uh, you know, the, the time when uh, doctors smoked in the hospital. Right. And, uh, you know, you could smoke on airplanes and you could, um, you know, there was a lot of practices. I remember speaking at a um, American diabetes association and they had donuts outside, <laughs> you know, it was a time where we didn't use a lot of common sense. And so we need these products. Our food is so diminished. Even when you're trying to buy organic food, yeah. you have to supplement, you know, and that's why these supplements, and of course you've done your homework. So, you know, the, the ones that are actually good and healthy, they're going right. to work versus a lot of the garbage that's out there yeah, that um, is just being sold for profit. And mm-hmm. I know that's not what this show is about.
0: Well, and, and this is why, you know, Ty Bollinger and I wrote this book some years ago called Unlock the Power to Heal. It's yeah. a real simple guide to some of these things that I've learned that we've learned so mm-hmm. that we don't stumble and make the same mistakes that any of us could have made or maybe are making right now in terms of making choices about the things that are going to be truly supportive across the board and yes we all have unique needs but when we decide to 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 branch out into supporting our bodies even to make the choices in terms of qualitative choices that are not in any way harmful but only helpful and you know that's a big part of you know you you when you research an area given field you become very good at it um you can help others just by your experience and sharing your experience which is why i'm glad that you're here today sharing your experience because there's a lot of people that desperately need help and don't often know where to turn or if they've been stuck in the pattern and rut that they're not breaking through after year, after year, after year, try something different, try something new and preferably something that doesn't add to the toxic poison in your body, which clearly Tim, you're not doing.
5: No, both of us are adding tremendous value because the mind and the body are together, they affect each other. It's the mind body connection. And, and so you've got to supplement your health because of the environment that we have and the kind of food and the quality. So we all need that, everybody needs that. Um, Stress and a lack of sleep and then the foods that we eat all creates inflammation. And so you have products that are gonna help people to feel more cleansed and healthy and boost your immune system so that the cells in your body can function optimally. And then I'm working on the mind part of it because If you have these fears that cause worry and stress and you're constantly obsessing or you're struggling with cravings or Mm -hmm. if you can't lose weight, so much of that is because of the mental program that we have that we picked up as kids. Mm -hmm. And just trying to have a positive attitude and use willpower to get through it is not going to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, reading a self-help book can make you feel a little better, but it doesn't change your unconscious programming.
0: Yeah. So and, and this approach transforming that unconscious programming also allows you to make better choices in every area of your life because you don't realize how that programming, you know, limits you from even seeing things that are right there in front of you that would transform you this moment. And you can, with the program, you can't even see what is there because in your mind, it's not there based on the programming. And that's astonishing to consider because people say, how do you not see this? I, everybody's had these thoughts. Super Don does all the time. How do you not see what I'm seeing? How do you not understand what I'm saying? And there are blocks. There are literally mental, if you will, patterns, aberrations, whatever you want to call it, or programming that blocks people from hearing and seeing that which is right before their very eyes, including what I talk about, the gifts of healing that are always surrounding us, trying to enter us, and that when we are unable to see them, it is not the fault of those gifts or that which is giving those gifts. I believe God, our creator, uh, is our own limitations because of those programs, those traumas that have, corrupted our worldview to such a degree that we don't think we're worthy of those mm-hmm. gifts. So we repeat patterns of I can't and fill in the blanks, whether it be I can't afford it or whatever. And we don't realize that comes from belief systems that are subconscious manifesting that again, a worthiness is a big one, as you know.
5: So oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love everything that you said. And, and, you know, we call them blind spots, Mm. you know, in the business world, we'll call them blind spots. And so your brain has all this information that it can pay attention to. You know, you've got millions of bits of data and information coming in through your five senses every second. And your brain can't handle all of that. So it only pays attention to about seven to, to nine chunks of data or information. Right. So maybe you're you notice the room temperature and you you hear um, an airplane outside or you're listening to the, to the kids in the other room, you know, and you're noticing how your butt feels in the chair. You're, you're paying attention to this information, but your mind is deleting, distorting and generalizing all that other information that's coming in through your senses mm-hmm. if it feels it's not relevant. If it if you have a belief that um, this is false and this is true, then you are only going to pay attention to the information that you believe is true. Right. And so you won't even pay attention to any other feedback because Mm -hmm. your brain will say, well, that's not important. That doesn't fit with my values. That's not what I believe in. That's not what I was taught in the past. And so it literally starts deleting it out of your awareness. So it's like you have these blinders on these beliefs and yeah. blinders yeah. and your big breakthrough and your blessings and your gifts are right there, but you won't see them mm-hmm. because of those blinders until we expand yeah. your self-awareness. And well, yeah. those
0: Beautiful beliefs. visual. It's like they hit you, they bounce right off, you don't even know it. And mm-hmm. and in a sense, um, we perceive perhaps those beliefs are protecting us because of that trauma. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, you know, most people don't want to relive those traumas. That's why we do that. That's why we suppress them. And hide from them, but you're providing, it seems like a pathway to not have to necessarily relive them constantly and still not get there, but to bypass them by the reprogramming of the subconscious mind um, on the website, Tim We have it linked up today at robertscottbell.com. You can check it out. T I M S H uh, U R R.com, including to the uh, 40 minute uh, documentary presentation, the one final mission freeing trauma survivors from negative symptoms of PTSD. And it says underneath it, I just noticed your next live healing webinar is on July 26 coming up pretty soon. Uh, And and there's just a name and an email and you get free access to this and you have free access to the power of your unconscious mind and immediate access to previous webinar replays. That's awesome. You're very generous of you. Yeah,
5: I'm all about, you know, 80% of what I do. I'm just giving away because I want people to have the resources and those webinars aren't just pitches on selling you something. I mean, they are stories. Joshua's on there. I'm on there. It's lots of high quality content. And then I take you through an experience so that every webinar is different. It's not the same old one over and over and you get a new breakthrough experience every time. And uh, so it's extraordinarily valuable. And the price is right. So it's free. So uh, yeah, and then you get a copy of my new program, The Power of Your Unconscious Mind. I think you, if you go to timsher.com, you can probably yeah. get a free copy of it there as well. Cool. So um, I'm sure all the links will be in the show notes, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's really extraordinary. There really isn't anything else out there like it uh, in this, the way that we do it. So it's fun, it's empowering and uh, you should expect pretty amazing results. And that, I raise the bar really high because I can back it up.
0: Nice. Well, Tim, Grateful to meet you, connect with you, have you on the pro- program today, and uh, I pray that we can reprogram people who will want to be reprogrammed in a powerful, positive, uplifting way to change and transform their lives so they're no longer victims of the traumas they've experienced and uh, can overcome them without having to relive it. That's uh, uh, you know a big obstacle for many. So, Tim, grateful for you. And, and shout out to our friend Laban Ditchburg for connecting us. I really appreciate what you're doing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Laban is amazing. And so um, thank you. I want to thank you for all that you do and for all the wealth of wisdom and information and resources that you're sharing to make this world a better place. And, and uh, Don is a rock star. I mean, he really uh, knows how to put on an extraordinary show. So I'm grateful for both of you. And, and, uh, and for everybody that's listening, watching and paying attention, you know, we, didn't, mm-hmm. the, the mission for me is to end needless emotional suffering. So let's continue to use the power of our mind to create our life by design.
0: Well, and you used a key word there, sharing. Uh, If you guys and gals out there feel like you know somebody that could benefit by this, that has no earthly idea, maybe they wouldn't like the rest of the Robert Scott Bell Show, but this particular episode, please share it because Tim's helping people tremendously. I can tell, I can see it, I can feel it, and I'm grateful for that. So Tim and Super Don, thanks for making it go so well. Apologize to anybody that had uh, difficulty with the audio, Tim, some of the I I noticed that your green bars on the internet connection went to yellow cautionary. So there were some times where it might not have been perfect, but regardless check out timshirt.com and it's linked in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. The first airing of this show on the uh, 21st of July, 2022 when we finally connected with Tim. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. All right. That's Tim shirt. Once again, check it out. Great work that's being done out there. I'm just honored to be able to share these good folks that are empowering people body, mind, spirit, whatever level that you're ready to handle it, Uh, and maybe this is a tool for you. Maybe it's not, but maybe you know somebody it is for, so please share it like you share the show, and then thank you for that. Uh, Super D, we got a little bit more time today on the broadcast, Uh, pretty good Sacred Fire of Liberty discussion, including what we did with Tim in the second hour, uh, helping folks that really need the help in a way that I think I, I sense people are ready for more than ever. You hit that wall enough times and you go, all right, I'm bleeding every time I hit it. Maybe there's another way around it, under it, over it, through it, that doesn't require me bleeding every time. Right. Yeah.
2: No, very interesting. You know, and, and anything we can do to help the troops. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we, we it, it's something that we have talked about off and on over the years, uh, ever since you and I started working together, that, you know, anytime there's something comes around that, uh, you know, we can do to help those guys out because you know they they go and they do what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. and uh, when they come home they're still fighting whatever it was that they were fighting overseas you know they bring it home with them it's not like it stays there and then they come home and everything goes back to normal it's something that yeah. a lot of these guys they fight for the rest of their lives and sometimes it's the the, the end of their lives mm-hmm. once they get home yeah um, in fact there's more people that die I, I believe I'm just I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm accurate on this but there are more people that die uh as a result of the of the war after they come home yeah then, not during it yeah you're yeah right. so it's, yeah. it's it's an important thing and that's cool to see him doing that
0: you know i i i, I said this question and i said what if they threw a war and no one showed up yeah <laughs> now it would not be lovely right that obviously is not realistic but at the same point in time do we have freedom to not show up uh, and i say that just beyond you know war like we think of war but what if they threw a trauma and you didn't show up for it and and I mean that's outside of the the war field but I think that part of our recognition of of life itself and the gift of life that I believe it is is that we are granted the freedom to experience things that are often horrible you know we can look any of us can look into our lives and go man that really sucked at the same time these things can either transform us or kill us and we come back to another saying that which does not kill you can make you stronger And yet some of those things make people weaker or drive them into, as as, uh, Tim discussed, you know, addiction and other destructive things as well. And who's to decide? You know, some people seemingly overcome it and and do extraordinary things and others end up, you say, taking their own lives. I don't know how to predict who does what, but I do know that if we can provide opportunities and options like what Tim's doing, we might be able to get some of those folks that are headed down that destructive path. Or in that destructive path or direction to find their way out, and, and and everybody responds differently to different things, and that's why I'm grateful that we can uh, share some of these unique options that we we didn't know like yesterday. Now we know uh, with Tim Sure, and that's again the good works of of Laban in connecting us with these good people. I'm grateful to him.
2: He is that. just a wealth of a yeah. wealth of, of guest uh, suggestions. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's very well connected and networked yeah. with a lot of lot of uh, neat people. And by the way, the Have you ever done hypnotism before?
0: Uh yeah many 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 years ago. I remember that early on in a lot of my discovery, if you will, and in looking into the power of the mind and mm-hmm. uh programming it. So it's been a long time, but yeah, I've had some interesting experiences with it over this lifetime, yes.
2: I actually when I back in the day when I was was training, um mm-hmm. I I took advantage of hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um and it works. Yeah. It does work. It is it is a a, a real thing, but you know like you said though uh it is something that you have to you know you see these things on tv right where the guy's walking down the street and he goes to the guy and he goes go to sleep and the guy falls oh you know and it's like i don't know how real that is i think a lot of that is just you know like tv stuff Mm -hmm. um but it is something you have to be willing to Mm -hmm. do and allow yourself to 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 do Mm -hmm. um in my experience anyway yeah um, and not everybody can do it either, you know. I mean, some people can, some you know, some people can't. But it's definitely worth looking at. I got a message in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Pat was wondering if, if if the link to his webinar uh, would be okay. in the newsletter. It probably won't be in the newsletter, but I will say I'll put it in the chat room for you. I'll okay. go grab it real quick and I'll put it in the chat room for you. Um, or you can just go to go to that uh, page
0: with the documentary. The 40 where the documentary is, right is it. it's in
2: the show notes as
0: well. Yeah, but yeah, definitely link yeah. that uh, for everybody. Make it easy. Um, also, I think Pat asked about the uh, the, the deal on the Zeolite, the $5 yeah. deal. Yeah. Is it per household or per person? I don't know unless you try That's to order, question. like like you do a secondary order with a different name at the same address with a different credit card. Because probably these programs are going to default and say you only get it once. But maybe if you use a different name and a different credit card, will it default to, oh, it's the same address or not? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, and I, since I already talked with uh, uh, the owner, I didn't get to ask that question. I didn't know. That's
2: a, that's a good question. Didn't think you know. about that
0: one. I mean, the only thing is you could try, see what happens if it, if it kicks it back and says yep. you're only one, one per. But give it a try with a different name and a different card if you do that. And maybe it'll work. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what else. Kevin Tuttle, the show just seems getting better than ever. That's because of Kevin. And now, well, lady, yeah, he he kind of plays decisions.
2: plays a role in this. Yeah. <laughs> for reals, he's complimenting himself.
0: Yeah, no, he's um, good. He says he plays probably. a minor role in it. RSB and Super D just Dude. keep killing it. Okay, look,
2: is- look, oh. it's a team yeah. effort. Then let's just yeah. put it that way. Because yeah. you know, here's the thing. I, yeah, I mean, and and, and he, I'm just the guy pushing buttons for the most part. Uh, Robert Button is pushers. is the guy. He's the host. You push all you know? my buttons, and it's just amazing how how you interact with some of these people, hmm. you know, on on their level. And I think it's funny because you know we uh, we we do these interviews, and every once in a while you get somebody, and they'll be just like they'll just be like relieved that they got to do an interview with somebody who. Was they were able to communicate with, and it wasn't yeah. like some stiff board, somebody reading <laughs> yes. bullet points off of a piece of paper, it's, it's, you know, or something.
0: It's the Robert Scott you know. board show. Dude, minute, no, crazy.
2: I mean, some of these interviews have been outstanding. And I'm, I'm this... loving
0: the people that we're, we're connecting with now. Yeah. And no, Laban's not going to take you your job. But Kevin, you know, you got to acknowledge what you have done, and you can't defend <laughs> yourself right now. You understand, he's doing it because of the love that this man, Kevin Tuttle, carries in his heart do yep. because we're we're not budgeted up to have massive amount of people helping us and yet kevin is just i, mean, I want to i'm almost going to cry myself thinking about all that kevin has done and that i i would want to be able to support in any way shape or form even more which is like how, what are we doing to help i don't know but that's why i'm grateful for anybody and everybody if you're able to even just becoming part of the patron support group uh it helps us to do these things and hopefully more right to, to support those that are supporting us in this way and so kevin uh, if you don't know how much gratitude I have for you and Super Don does, you've been amazing to bring these folks to us and no, Laban is awesome as he is. He's not taking what you're doing away. It's only well, it just shows you
2: it shows you you know the benefits of networking yeah. with people and like-minded and stuff because that's just how it works. you know you meet somebody yeah. and somebody introduces you to somebody and then you meet somebody and then, then mm-hmm. those people collaborate and you know they, yeah. we need we need more of that in, in, in this this uh, this mission that we're on that all of us are on. I'm trying to get the word out.
0: Yeah. No, that's why you're the host of the show, right? Not I. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not so
0: me. final story of the day before we do our break and then come back for a bonus round. UK government offers farmers cash incentives to sell their land. Now, this is, is is really piggybacking off of the stories out of the Netherlands, where the government is actively trying to shut farmers down from doing their job to grow. And and then we piggyback that off of the story out of Sri Lanka. Which is, uh, you know, a fascinating story because the government to, to meet the I don't what is it, the GSE scores? I forget what they're called, but uh, the, they basically said the entire country of Sri Lanka has to go organic instead of chemical agriculture. For now, you'd think that Robert Scott Bell would be all for that. Rah, rah, it's gone all organic on one level. Yes, it's fascinating and it's, it's obviously beneficial. But on another level, the real cost of doing that suddenly stop and start is a disaster, absolute disaster, because the vast majority of the people of Sri Lanka survive on oil-produced food. The vast majority of the people on planet Earth are alive today. Why did we have a population explosion throughout the history of the planet that we know of, where the world population was, what, in the hundreds of thousands of the millions? Maybe it got to a billion. It kind of was just there for, for a long time, centuries? And then when did it explode? In the era of oil liam chef was excellent at describing this oil freed up resources and energy that we would normally have to have slaves slave labor to produce that's why we talk about oil as slave everybody is a slave owner not of human beings necessarily although the fed is trying to enslave us all to debt that can never be repaid that's a separate discussion but oil pre provided a means by which the energy held within the earth could be converted to have the energy for more humans to exist on this planet than ever before. And so the corruption and the curtailing of chemical agriculture, while a good goal to do it shockingly and suddenly, results in mayhem, destruction, and death. Yes, relying on chemical agriculture results in chronic disease and degradation, et cetera, over time. So the goal is worthwhile, but the question is how do you implement it? Do you mandate it overnight like they say, let's just destroy all petrochemical cars and convert to electric fo- uh, uh, cars that run on? Guess what? <laughs> Fossil fuels, ultimately coal, etc. That's absurd. And of course, the idea of cleaning the environment is a good one. But by killing billions of people, unless you don't care about those people and you say we need to save the earth. And I've said this over the years. The earth doesn't need saving. The earth is going to be just fine. It's the people and the life forms living on the earth that are the problem. And that doesn't mean we want to diminish them and kill them, but to find a way to navigate back to sanity of working with nature as opposed to just conquering it for our own benefits. Now, that may sound to you like a, a, a co- maybe cognitive dissonance, a dichotomy. What's the word where you have two things in opposition? But we must consider again our goal of wanting to clean up the, the environment for life. At the same time, shutting down overnight the ability to utilize the energy that is provided for all the life that's on it right now. And, yes, we got that from the earth and the earth from creation. So you see what's happening and you see what Biden and the WEF are wanting. They don't care that they're going to kill millions, perhaps billions of people in the process. And some people are enthusiastically in, in favor of that. But if you are an environmental earth muffin and you, you you really are for this agenda to shut down oil and make everybody drive electric cars or have no cars at all, then you're going to be responsible for killing billions of people. Why not take yourself out first and let people make that decision as opposed to you making it for them? How about that? We'll end on that controversial note. No, I'm not advocating suicide. I'm just having you think about what's really happening. So. Thank you for all being here. I got to take a break. We got a lot more healing to go in the bonus round. 60 seconds from now, if you're listening or watching live, sign up for the newsletter by sending RSB, texting RSB to 22828. And remember that the power to heal is always yours. okay let's see what we got comments in the chat room as we're in the bonus round right now uh pat says at rsb the pre-kevin days weren't that bad it, <laughs> it's just exponentially that's a biden isn't better now uh, exponentially exponentially that's great yes pat, i love it love it no i it's like who are we Chop liver before kevin no we're not saying that but kevin's been it's the plus factor we always try to do better be better and we know better we do better and People come into your lives, come into our lives that have made our lives better. And Kevin's one of those folks. And and, and so many of you who have met Kevin know the heart that this man has, what he's been through. You know, if you've seen his story and what he's been through to get to this point. And there are people that never take the time to find out why a person is the way they are, what they've been through. And they just, you know, they, they tend to dismiss people based on what other people say. Don't do that. Find out for yourself. Try to connect heart to heart. If it's possible. I mean, sometimes it's not. But I think that, uh, I, like with these guests that we've had on, whether it be Kevin Laban or whatever, I, the point is people that are heart-centered, I can sense it. And you can see my enthusiasm in interacting with them. Not everybody has those motives from the, what we would perceive to be the right place. And those that do, I just, I connect with energetically and then you see what happens verbally in many times many cases now there were points in that interview i hear from some of you my wife even texted said the, the his audio was really bad but i could see that his connectivity internet was was spotty and yet we heard him better and superdon heard him better we didn't know until superdon checked the feed going out it's it was weird not as good yeah
2: it's weird and we've experienced this one time before where you it was the uh, the interview that you pre-recorded with um and and our trip, we never got yeah. to air
0: it because it was so bad. But I, it, I didn't it was like it you couldn't it.
2: hear it when yeah. it was happening yeah. on our end. But the end result was was worse, and that yeah. was one of those cases where. And so I started monitoring on the feed, and I could yeah. hear the crackling, and then it would get better, and then it would crackle. Yeah. Towards the end, it seemed to clear up and be better, mm-hmm. but it seemed like it coincided with his internet connection. So yeah,
0: well, that th- definitely those, those are things internet, we have no yeah. control over. So yeah. 'Cause you, you had tested with him before and it was seemingly fine. Yeah. And yeah. and it's funny, when you were playing that two and a half minute uh trailer for the movie, I noticed his, his all his bars went green again. It went like, green of and then when, when it was, was over it went yellow again. Yeah, so and like, when he was yeah. not talking it was green and then it went so I don't know why that happens. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I know it's frustrating for that's you. The, and it's for us too. We just, all the variables of internet connected whether it's sunspot on the internet, I don't know. So what do We got tomorrow. We've got Vera tomorrow, Shrub is, is and yeah. Scott, so, very Scott,
2: Scott Shara, and yeah. then, uh, in the second hour, for part of the second hour, we'll uh check out the interview with Eddie Stone, the mm-hmm. CEO of Touchstone Essentials, talking about the uh zeolite product. Which yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, the interview because it, it's a pre recorded interview that we had to do yeah. with the, uh with him yesterday, mm-hmm. um, but. Talk about an example of what I was just talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, the interview with Eddie Stone is outstanding. And it's like you guys are like talking back and forth and you guys are communicating on this level mm-hmm. um, that I don't think Eddie Stone was was expecting. And, yeah, and it had did. a lot to do with, with your knowledge of supplementation, of uh, the, the methods
0: of, by which the zeolites work s- even yeah
2: and, be, and in your experience with the silver and the copper i think played a big part of that and being able to communicate him on that level it was, it was just an outstanding interview in my opinion so you, de- you guys definitely want to check that out tomorrow
0: so we're going to air um, that in the second hour of the show after uh vera Sharab and scott Sherrill correct. Will be on, right correct and yeah. then we'll likely in the second hour of sunday's broadcast Unless we can't have, if we don't find time to do the first hour, we'll play it in the first hour. But the point is, it'll it'll air because on Sunday's radio broadcast, we want to sure those. Some people do only listen on the radio show once a week, and I want to make sure they hear what this uh, this Zeolite product is to get for five bucks. And, so I'm planning on
2: playing that in the first hour. Yeah, and then it'll okay. be encore for the second hour.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I I figure that might. Work that way. That's whatever yep. happens. I want to get that out to everybody. Yep. And uh, if you want to get more after that, you can buy more. It's going to be discounted for you on an ongoing basis. Or if you find you take it the first month and you didn't like it or you didn't see anything, you know, whoop-de-do, you spent five bucks. All right, you're going to be okay. But I'm just saying, try it because you might see extraordinary things, and we're hearing incredible stories from folks, especially. I know I know that your two grandkids that are on the spectrum just started it. They just started so, on it yesterday. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we'll hopefully learn some things from that and learn, get some more that. stories from you but it's a simple method and, and just like talk about making it simple for folks does it always have to be so hard does it always have to be so complicated I this is a, I have to remember this oh it's an interesting memory that's coming back to me back when I was studying Hebrew for my bar mitzvah uh, and I superdan knows all about this because no he doesn't I'm never mind. <sighs> uh, the, it was, it were some struggles at that time because my mom and dad, um, there, there was, you know, f- this is before they got divorced. You know, this is part of my, I guess there's some trauma associated with that, but there was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy, easy thing, right? It's hard enough to learn Hebrew, try to learn Hebrew and then learn how to chant it and sing it just right. And, and I would talk about different ways and I'd learn, you know, I could do it this way, which would be a lot simpler. And, and then there was this, Thing that no no no, you have to do it the hard way i'm like why why do i always have to do it why do i have to do that so there's something in me that says if you can do it in a simpler way that's there's nothing wrong with that now some people would say well shortcuts that's cheating well good if you're in a game that has four corners of the game and the rules are written in this way and you clearly violate the rules of the game all right that's cheating okay based on that thing and i thought in life i couldn't find let's say the the rabbinic or biblical limitation on different ways to learn Hebrew or chant Hebrew. I was like, if I could do it this way, would that be a sin? I, I it didn't occur to me. So my tendency is to, I talk about the law of economy, find the most efficient way to get there. Now, in many ways, you can't get past the work that is called repetition, even in learning a song, like my, my daughter's learning the song to, to sing this this weekend at the worship service it's practice practice and there's no shortcut to that necessarily now some people have a natural ability to pick things up quicker than others but those people that are really awesome at one thing may find themselves feeling very handicapped in some way to do something else that you're really good at and you could pick up much quicker than that so for me i said if i can find a simpler way to do it i think that's okay now that doesn't mean i didn't learn how to do it i just learned it in a different way uh so i don't know if you have an example of that in your life super d um when you were bar mitzvah you know <clears throat> the concept of
2: working smarter and not harder mm, yeah is yeah, something yeah. i appreciate mm-hmm. haven't always been really good at it but yeah that that to me is always you know that, that's that's the um that's success in my opinion mm-hmm. when you can figure out how to do something smarter rather than harder yeah. Then, then you have achieved, um, you know, the 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 ultimate success there. And so, I don't. You know, like you said, unless as long as there's no moral or ethical issue with doing it a certain way, right? Why not? I yeah. mean, why it, it, why
0: wouldn't Why wouldn't you do that? We're not talking about uh, buying somebody's urine to pass a drug test. <laughs> 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 Although I don't think there should be a drug test, but in, that's. Well, story, now but, there yeah.
2: would, there could be, you say, an ethical, um, mm-hmm. an ethical issue with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that makes sense, you know, but, uh, you know, I can't think of anything off, right off the top of my head, but you know, if you can accomplish something, something I've always had kind of a knack for is like, you know, when, <clears throat> when there's something around the house that isn't working right or something or whatever like that. I, I have I have the MacGyver gene somewhere. It, it, yeah. it, it ended up in my DNA. And mm-hmm. so I've been pretty good at being able to rig stuff and making it yeah. work or figuring out solutions based on what it is that's around me.
0: Yeah, you and, me, and Look at something so, and go, like okay, that. if
2: I take that and I do this with it, so like, it's going to fix the situation.
0: Don't you feel really good and accomplished when you are able to do that, though? Too? Oh, totally, like, totally,
2: oh, dude! I'm the man. Heck right? yeah, you know heck yeah, that's cool. Heck yeah, I think that's why so many guys liked watching MacGyver, mm-hmm. even though what he did, if you if you remember the show, mm-hmm. uh, did you did you watch MacGyver back in the day? I, I remember watching MacGyver. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, the stuff he came up with was just the most outlandish, crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, he's like in a. In a, in a nuclear power plant and there's a leak and he figures out you know no, all I have to do is just take an avocado a chocolate bar and a snorkel and I can fix that and, you know and it's just like no come on that's not real you can't really do that but yeah. you know but it looked good it looked good it looked mm-hmm. impressive but yeah. anyway that's funny yeah. Yeah. yeah MacGyvering stuff that's really cool totally there's a there's yeah. a funny picture that somebody had it, 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 uh, the guy who played I can't remember his name the guy who played MacGyver mm-hmm. uh his car Richard broke Dean down. Anderson, Richard Dean Anderson, was it? Richard Dean Anderson. His car broke down, mm-hmm. and somebody snapped a picture of him, and he had the hood up on the car, and he was just sitting there just looking at the engine. Yeah. And and on the meme, it said something like, you know, my childhood was destroyed when MacGyver couldn't get his car to run. You know, and you'd think, it's MacGyver, right? I mean, he should have had that car running and, and gone mm-hmm. home. And meanwhile, he's standing on the side of the road looking at his car because it broke down he didn't know how to fix it. Yeah anyway those were the days that was you know but the funny thing is is we remember those shows as being awesome mm-hmm. but have you ever had that experience where it's like oh man i love that show and you go back and it's like reruns or nick at night or whatever like that and you watch the same show you watched as a kid and you're mm-hmm. just like this mo- kind of sucks
0: you oh ever I had definitely. that exp- i certainly have I, the I,
2: stuff that we thought was super cool super back awesome. in like the 70s and the early 80s yeah. Now it's just kind of like eh, Well, I
0: mean really. if we were to go back and watch the 6 million dollar man and Steve Austin and the effects and everything Which was every totally that, cool, right? Time. yeah.
2: Yeah. Or the A team or something, yeah. right? You mm-hmm. know, or or something like that. Chips. Yeah. But anyway. Here we go. Gen, yeah. Gen X reminiscent reminiscent uh reminiscing. Yes, there we go. Anyway.
0: All right. What else? What else we got today? Any other thing? Did you have any commentary on the uh the paying the farmers to sell their, or to grow, not grow or sell their land. I mean, this to me, um, and, and again, the fascinating yeah. journey that we learned, and we talked with Ravi last Friday show about Sri Lanka, but I didn't at the time realize that the Sri Lankan government had just made it all 100% organic agriculture. So suddenly no uh, uh, chemical or petrochemical fertilizers yeah
2: and what I mean, that's not up realistic being
0: is no it's a disaster it's a yeah. death-inducing disaster worse than the slow burn in terms of chemical agriculture creating chronic disease but as I said the the oil-based everything allowed a population explosion the planet has never in recorded history ever seen now right. the argument is that we're overpopulated but they don't want to come out and say we want to kill you they tell you you just need an MRNA jab or in this case you need to go all organic and like that doesn't a, be a choice. And I think the only way to sustain that movement, it would be that everybody was growing their own food so that the vast majority of food was not needing to be relied upon in terms of the mass f- chemical farming methods. Yeah, and we would no, have to
2: I, all be that, growing it. So. That's more or less what I was what I was probably going to say um, in that, you know, if the farmers are are being told not to grow then obviously yeah. they're gonna to have to get their food somewhere and it's probably not gonna end up being the kind of food that uh, that you're gonna to want to eat and so you yeah you definitely need to do your own thing as best you can kind of like kind of like Leslie mm-hmm. and her husband did you see the picture in the chat of the greenhouse that they're working on no can you show us check this out man
0: oh dude look at that look at that now we were doing that last summer I right? shall say we, the royal we was my wife and our buddy Caleb, who would never come over early enough so that I could help or rarely, but uh, building the frame and, and uh, grounding it in there and mm-hmm. all of that. We did a different kind of roof. Uh, we didn't do an A-frame. We did a slant roof based on the south facing of it, but everybody's got a different design. Um, so, But, yeah, it's very impressive. I was talking with Leslie earlier today just to check and see how that's going on. and And, you know, the way she talks about, Her husband, James, and all that he can do is like, I wanted to marry him. I'm like, come on. It's like like ridiculous, all the stuff that guy could do. I'm like, that's just not not right. I felt very inadequate. (laughs) You to
2: find out if they have room for a third maybe? It's like,
0: dude, everybody should have a James. He's pretty impressive. (laughs) Anyway, no, they're doing great. And I look forward that next summer we could do what we had planned to do this summer in Missouri to have a RSB show family reunion and, and event, a weekend event. That would be amazing. But yeah, they've got a beautiful place there that they're working on. So congratulations. Dude,
2: my zucchini plant has,
0: has gone bonkers. You got a lot of zucchinis coming in?
2: Well there's there's zucchinis coming in, but dude, mm. I I don't know. I just I didn't realize how huge it was the plant itself was gonna get. Mm-hmm. It's like I, especially in the morning, because you know what yeah. I would, I'll, I'll I'll water it at night. You yeah, know, probably run eight, you know, nine mm-hmm. o'clock or so, while there's just yeah. enough light, you know, that I can see. Yep. And then when I get up in the morning, man, these gigantic leaves and stuff, and they're like, oh, you know, like reaching for the sky, this yeah. huge with these flowers, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff and like that. So I'm really impressed with the zucchini. I've got tomatoes on two plants now.
0: Great, which is really Great. cool. Yep. Um, we're harvesting tomatoes we're about to harvest our first I think uh, zucchinis two of them at least and more coming and then the delicata squash is still growing I've been eating some strawberries little ones from the greenhouse Uh, we've been harvesting lettuce regularly now Uh, there's more lettuce on the way we've been doing Swiss chard Um, the tomatoes yes are coming in Uh, gosh there's so much The green beans are amazing that are already coming in we've been eating those and they're just so delicious when they're they're so fresh uh, i haven't
2: but, gotten to the point where i've eaten anything yet but i'm really really close, it's close so, yeah. one of the radishes is poking up out of the ground mm-hmm. it's like grown like out of the ground now yeah and i'm looking and i'm going wow it's a radish you westly radish a thing right you know yeah. i don't know what i'm gonna do with it but um, cut it
0: up into your salad whatever yeah i
2: don't do know that? no you don't like salad roast it instead roast a radish dude roasted root vegetables are awesome
4: well, that's
2: true. They are they are really good, and I mean, there's stuff where I I, I would never be like like go out of my way to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of, of uh, sweet potatoes. Never oh, have I, been. Man, I love Thanksgiving ruined that for me. Dude, I love sweet potatoes. Uh, yuck! Of course, yams I guess are I'll a little different than sweet potatoes, yeah. but but you know, I mean stuff like rutabagas and and, and, and you know stuff like that. When you put those, you cut them up and you put them in the oven. You roast them. You put a little bit of you know olive oil or salt
0: or something. Yeah, that like can that. be good. Oh man, they're yeah. good. I could just All eat right. those for days. I so. look forward to hearing about your adventures in root vegetables.
2: Yeah, well, I've I've already been on that adventure because I, I buy mm-hmm. them. But um, the the radish, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: Our yeah. friend Marge, who's in the chat room watching on, what's the purple one? Is that twitch? Yeah, she. You know, she would. Conveniently disappear if we talk about subjects she doesn't want to hear about, which we love right. you, Marge, for that. We're not. It's okay. Uh, right. But she said she could watch the old Saturday Night Live shows all night before comedy got censored. I, I wouldn't have pictured Marge as someone that really appreciated the old Saturday Night Live. Marge, that's great. That's that's yeah. a new side of you. I didn't yeah. know. There, and, look,
2: I mean, there's classics and there's there's some humor and some you know things like that, movies mm-hmm. um, that you know will stand the test of time just because yeah. of what they are. There are other ones though, like we were talking about eighty sitcoms and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. And right. really, like I said, used to watch this stuff, but gosh, there's what how things have changed and evolved over time.
0: But what about, like the, what about humor? What about the seventies? All in the Family and Sanford and Son.
2: Sanford Son, uh, probably one of my favorites
0: that's still you that's watched in the that. top
2: that's easily yeah. in the top five at totally least, politically
0: yeah. incorrect but totally amazing what they yeah. did at that time Red Sanford and and Son's great and by the way I I, I was flipping through uh, last night just briefly and I saw that you know the the late night talk hosts are just horrible they're all it's all politics all the time it's all wokeness all the time and um, Dana Carvey Remember Dana Carvey from Saturday Night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was interviewing David Spade yeah. because he was substitute hosting for one of the, the guys I could never watch. And I was like, I stopped for a minute to watch him. I was like, now that was good. There wasn't any wokeness. There wasn't any. It wasn't any of that it was just like two guys talking about stuff and laughing and fu-. and it's like, am I? That's not being old. That's like that's like. Basically, when you were human beings, you could talk about stuff and laugh about right. stuff. It was like right. watchable. A light night show was watchable because you had guys that understood it wasn't about, oh, we always got to be politically correct. We have to have a political statement every time we make a comedy. It's like n- none of that. It was like that's what we're talking it's about. It's like re- a
2: conversation. Early you know I mean? Saturday Night
0: Live. It was yeah. insult everybody as opposed to only one. You know, Equal opportunity. Right. Absolutely. And I can appreciate yeah. that. So. John you didn't you, didn't have, the, you didn't, didn't
2: have the canceling and the censorship yeah. like you do today. Did you see that uh, Dave Chappelle has his, had his show canceled? The the oh, venue in Minnesota. canceled him. Yeah. yeah
0: Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then some other places picked it up, but Chappelle because he he doesn't follow the party line on whatever transphobia is. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. And it's you- just
2: jokes. You know the thing is is you yeah. know it's not he's not transphobic. He's not Not at all. No. You know? Yeah. Um, you know so what's uh, not
0: funny are people that are grooming children and that are encouraging them to butcher their bodies before they're adults and can figure out what they want to do with their bodies that's disgusting you know i recognize there are people that have this confusion whatever it is but dude come on let kids be kids don't start doing this when they're kids sorry not playing that game here and yeah. that would make me canceled of course in many places just saying that but that's okay yes sir yeah all, all right, right so good show jonathan emore kim sure awesome stuff yeah it was good
2: we'll be back tomorrow with vera shah uh, and scott shara mm-hmm. and eddie stone and you guys hopefully yeah and um don't forget if you haven't taken advantage of the uh the special on the pure body extra there's a banner at the website. Very easy when you go to the homepage. You don't even have to go to the show notes. Homepage, upper right hand corner, banner. Just click on that and that's how you get to it.
0: Christy says don't let your radishes get too big. I've heard that. Yeah. Too I've big heard that. Your so
2: you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm like I just don't know it's like how do you know especially if something grows under the ground yeah how do you know when it's time to dig it up you know you can't see it right but this this one this one radish is already poking up with some maybe i'll just be like hey since you're already peeking at me i'll i'll uh i'll see what what's going on nikki
0: is in minnesota uh she ordered her big scott jensen yard sign today can we get scott jensen he's running for governor we were like one of the first interviews he gave i don't know how long ago he's
2: well i know a
0: guy okay they the might be able to connect guests. Okay. Um, and we get Scott really, Jensen back on. I'd be well. curious to hear from him again.
2: Wink, wink, nod, nod. Nudge,
0: nudge. nudge say nudge. no more, say no more. Yes. All right. Anyway. That All was right. cool. I like playing the uh, opening, the Layla Ali promotional piece for the Echo Water, the Hydrogen Water from Synergy. That's cool.
2: Yep. Yeah. <sighs> All right,
0: dude. All right, dude. Thanks for being here, y'all. Good. Uh, God willing, we'll see you less than uh, 22 hours from now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Party on.